Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from Mirage. What's up, Queens? What do you say there, bottle load? A bar in a garage. Garage with apple juice and dick in the morning. Mike and Yonkers, what's up, Mike? I'm laughing at you, not with you. It's Friday night and I'm in Queens. Goddamn right. Thank God. Live from the garage. It's Ronnie Wood from the Rolling Stones. I'm packing my pistol. I do quite well for myself. They call it a barrage. Who is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Take two of these and call me in the evening. Holy shit, Jay. Zoot Zoot Charlie. Rusty Beard. Fucking fireball. Sir. Listen to Live from the Barrage. Don't listen to us. I once farted at the beginning of Master of Pups. Yo, Kev. Oh, only come out at night. Time to six. Go punks yourself. My oozy of ooze. Nobody wants anything to ooze. You can tell by the way that I wear my pants. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. man, no time to practice. Let's do the news. That's the news, and that's the news. <laughs> you wrong, Tron, bro. <laughs> correct Tron, bro. Oh. The Ryan game. Let's move on with the game. Thunderbolt. Tilda Swinton, Dan. Oh, Dan, my drawings. All right, and just in time, we're back, everyone. Thank you, Bismarcky. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Mario, who are the three people who showed up here. And uh, thank you, people in the backyard. I hear you. All right. You can hear them. I can't hear them. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Oh, man. This really is like the most last-minute shit. We did it, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta, you got to do it. What are you going to do? Thank you, Tree Boyd, and your tremendous show. Preemptive strike. I, I can't believe I just thought of that now after 600 shows. Thank you. Welcome back to Live from the Barrage here on Radio Dope. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Which microphone are you in on now, sir? It's like You're like Joe Biden in a debate. No one knows what microphone you're on. Let's try it. The last there microphone. Okay, then. Okay, let's leave the good one for the guest, Alex Harvey, our great guest, Alex yeah. Harvey, coming in live in the studio. Ooh, baby. I'll tell you, Mister Donald so, Trump. We we need to give uh, Alex the good fa- headphones and microphone, and uh, Alex uh, is a. Uh, we're we're happy to have him. Yeah, this listen, guy, he's, man. he's, big he's time. a renaissance man for God's sake. Oh, wait until you meet him. He's, he's great. He's got to a talk million to. things going on, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna love him. He's interesting. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be here sooner than you think. Alex Harvey. He's a filmmaker. He's a he's an editor. He's a live event director. He's a composer, a teacher, a producer, an end of life doula, which I haven't looked up yet. What's a doula? Anybody? Well, know? a doula assists you in giving birth traditionally. So I'm assuming that he helps oh, you. Oh my uh, God! He's like a male midwife. I I think he uh, assists you in moving on to the next world, perhaps. <laughs> oh, I, oh, the oh, next life. Oh, I see. Oh, so he takes the after life, if you will. He takes you into death because I wouldn't want him right. birthing my kid. That guy looks he's, scary. He's a spiritual. Really, you think that guy's scary looking? I thought he's he was like very bear. comforting looking. He's like a big bear. The bears are. Bears are huggy. And, this is uh, the kind of bear that you want to get to know. Listen, this guy is way too big to be doing this show. That's all I know. <laughs> and we're happy to have him. So we're, we're, who knows what time he's coming in. Ryan, you got any idea? Uh, 8.10, he said. 8.10. All right. So, so Alex will come in and we'll hang out the whole time. And that's it, man. This Alex was my good. special time with John. I just what the spe- hell? No, there's no special time between you and I. First of all, I You're thought- retired now. Go talk to a wall and I, leave I, me out of it. I thought me and you were going to be alone. And Ryan busts in right during the promo, right through the intro. I could give you like five minutes if you want. <laughs> go outside, Brian. All right. Go ahead. Brian, he just called you, by the way. Mario, have a show. Did you just call Ryan Brian? I called him something. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, Mario comes in, opens his computer up. He's like, what's the Wi-Fi password? Yeah, right. I'm scrambling to get... I'm downloading Alex's music. I can't download it, so I'm like recording it, editing it, you know... 
I think it has something to do with the show. He's like, I need the Wi-Fi password. Yeah. He's like buying mess tickets with a barcode. No, I'm, I'm like, selling. Shut your I'm computer selling. Th- oh, you're selling. Excuse oh, me. Even better. Well, There's nothing to do with the show. I'm running around like Mets a chicken do. without a head. This is what the Mets do. When they sell you cheap tickets, like for five bucks, like Alfonso uh, hit a home run Alfonso. Edgardo hey, hey, Alfonso hit a home run tonight? Is that your, what you're saying? <laughs> he won the championship with the he's, Brooklyn Cyclones. He's the, yes, he did. Congratulations, Edgardo. won the New York Penn League. Alfonso. Manager of the year. They were, I was at the game on, uh, what was that, Wednesday. I went with my family and... Right. Uh, the uh, entire Brooklyn Cyclones were there. Yeah. They won the uh, New York Penn League. They won the cool, night man. before. First, first time ever. Fonzie's the coach, man. You know, they gave right. away. That's single it. And Mario was his kid's Shingu. teacher. That was. <laughs> and they gave away $5 tickets for that show. And anytime I see Alfonso, I can remind him that I taught his son in seventh and eighth grade. Right. I'm sure he'd love yeah. to hear all about it. He was it. with me. He sat in open teacher night. I was yes, falling yes. over. He, I loved he's him. often talks about you. And I'm getting text messages from my cousin saying that you were hanging out with him tonight. Was that tonight? With Alfonso? With my cousin Kenny. I was hanging out with Kenny. You're, Wait a second. I missed the boat Kenny, on this. Your, your cousin is a nut. And then Wait his a other second. Buddy you hung there. out with Kenny the counselor, the poker player, who was a, a fraud no, assistant DA? Nope. Not, oh. not him. That's, uh, that was uh, my wife's. <laughs> you have two cousins, Kenny? My wife. <laughs> yeah, they were Please telling me that. Please stop saying like my, my wife and yeah, baby or whatever. That's my least favorite Roman Polanski movie. You figured out. They were telling me Maryland. about their childhood and playing soccer and how they were like the uh, slap shot players of soccer. They would just go in to rough everybody oh, up. Uh, you've right. never heard of the crazy O'Connors of Bayside? <laughs> he said he was oh, on, they, they, on all Italian. and out of control. He said he was man, on. They all, lose at <laughs> wiffle ball. They come over and shoot you with a BB gun, those guys. <laughs> he said he was on an all-Italian travel team. They never put him in. On the last game of the season, they put him in. He went in there. And he well, kicked the ball into the into the Bayside uh, uh, Bay there into the water. And all, guys, all Italian travel team, what, they just stay home. These <laughs> guys were these guys were all crazy and running all over the place, destroying everything oh. when they were young. And then now they're all cops. It's I like know. a Clockwork oh. Orange. Oh. They are. Yeah, I, mean, I could yeah. tell they were pretty yeah, that's official. The tell, yeah. I saw a cop today in Penn Station blocking the turnstile. Like he must have been like twenty. And he's drinking a cup of coffee like he's been on the job for like 50 years. Like, ah, this old job. I'm like, if this kid ever like tells me not to jump the turnstile or something, I'm smacking this kid right in the head. Get out of here. I'm 44 years old. He'll tap his little camera, right. chest, chest camera and say, and I have this what, all on what, what, film, you, what were you, two years old in 9-11? I was there. <laughs> I was in a rubble. <laughs> That's how Fuck I you. feel about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed something the other day, and I didn't, I didn't even write this down or anything. Because you know how I write stuff down, preparing for the show. But I was thinking about this today, Ryan, and see if you could back me up here. Okay. Have you ever seen Mario like, like genuinely laugh at something else someone said, or does he just like kind of fake laugh at what he says, or fake laugh at what you said? Does he ever like genuinely crack up at something? You know, and I'm trying to like reach back in my mind, and I think like. He doesn't because I do check on him from time to time and see if this is true because I have thought about this before. There he goes. All right. He does laugh. See, that was fun. He does laugh if it's, if it's about him. All right. Confirm. That was a- but usually he just talks right over your jokes and doesn't even hear what you say. So right. usually it makes listen, it impossible for him to laugh. He, he, Mario took me to the Mets game. Thank you, Mario. How, oh, you're welcome. How nice are you? And we also <laughs> fud, he took Fudd and his friend. <laughs> fud is this the Monday night game? Fabulous Frankie. Yeah, Monday night. So Fudd screwed him over. Uh, he's like, hey, he didn't. Not uh, only did he not buy me a beer, he took half of my beer. 
That Frankie so gra- graciously so got I'm, me. You know how I hate to drive at Mario, and I'm like, I'm, I'm just always going to take the train because it's five minutes away. It's so easy. Right. I'm going to come pick you up. So, all right. So and he's late as usual. Yeah. He, no, he's not drinking or anything. But we pull out of the driveway. We get into almost three accidents on the way no, out of the driveway. No. On the way out of the driveway. The street is very busy at 6.30 at night. <laughs> yes, but that doesn't mean you <laughs> could just It's not like 2 in the morning when I usually it's leave It's your here. street, John. It's, yeah, it's totally not the fault of, of you who drive into some... <laughs> One car comes by. I'm like, watch out! He slams on the brakes. <laughs> now we're halfway out of the driveway. Another car comes the other way. I'm trying to look. And there, there were a lot of cars. I mean, the, so we're not even out of the driveway. We almost crashed three times. He doesn't stop at stop signs. And I've got to It's called a really rolling the, stop. It's, that's it. And I told you, ten minutes, uh, two minutes into the trip, it's over. Oh, I'm yeah? taking the train no matter what. Thank you for the tickets. I will meet you there. <laughs> no. Rolling, rolling stop is like the neighborhood play, Mario. It really doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's optional. He we doesn't were, even see this. Listen, stop we sign. Left, He's in his own world. We left at six forty-five, and we were quick. in the stadium before the first pitch at seven ten. Yeah. Well, listen. I took my wife we there on a Wednesday night. Uh, I took her the same way that that we went. Fantastic. And you parked in the spot instead of going down northern to the Roosevelt Avenue. You right. get on the LIE, you go to the Grand Central, and you go straight. Get off at northern. Get off at the Whitestone Expressway. Whitestone Expressway, okay. and you come out right by the stadium. Now you're now if there's an open spot under the bridge on the left where illegal spots with the yeah. concrete you're blocks, under a northern boulevard you're in if there's right. spots on the right in the junkyard you're, you're in. in everywhere it's perfect you're, you're in everywhere until they start developing that place <laughs> so <laughs> that's the way to go I think and there's no like you don't have to stop for lunch you're on the highway I like it that's the way to go you're yeah. right about that you got to go around you circumvent the stadium right you because circ- that's <laughs> never what I do I always come down. Whitestone Expressway, and get, get off, off at Northern Boulevard, make that button hook right around uh, World's Fair Marina, and just try and get straight into the stadium from there. Yeah, but, yeah, then, you but then you have the to lot. pay for parking. Yeah, but well, no, I'm not parking out on no, the street. No, I don't pay for parking. I can't do that. It's plenty of parking. It's all free. It's the way God intended. I used to park in the junkyards when they were there. They're still there. Mario, you would have really. killed her. Uh, we're pulling out of the driver. Click goes, how much is parking? I said, 30 bucks. She goes, well, how much is the train ticket? And I'm like, I don't know. It's like 30 bucks. It's like 40 with the three yeah. kids. I have a monthly pass, so it's all free to me. And I'm like, and she was ready to pay for parking. I said, Mario's going to kill us. We have to park <laughs> free. <laughs> he will come to the house in the middle of the night and choke us all to death. If we, if we pay a diatribe. <laughs> Fud will pay $30 for parking, but God forbid he buys me a fucking beer. That's our, our guest, Alex Harvey. Is here. Hey, Alex. Hey, what's, Alex? Up, man? Sorry, man. what's going on? Ah. Thank you so much for coming in. Do you want to go on the mic now, or do you want to? You want to decompress a little bit? What do you want to do, Alex? You want, a, you, want, you want a glass of water, a beer, or a soda, or something? The whole thing, man. Everything. Bring it all up. We have cocktails over there. Help yourself. There's a vodka, a potato vodka. I've been drinking. All right. Well, we'll give Alex a, a minute to decompress and relax, and then we're happy to have him. Take it all in. I you mean, look, you know. I like to say he looks just like you do in the picture. It's like you're a superhero. He's the same guy. That's why he looks the same. No, he's got that the hat and the whole look. It's like right he's still in the mountains. Right before you got here, uh, Mario said he looks scary, which I didn't. I don't get. Are you a doula? I'll <laughs> wait till you get some on air. I want to know about this doula business. Right. We'll ask him questions when the interview starts. How the about that, Mario? Fabulous doula. All right, no, that's a wrestler from. The 80s. And, uh, Female wrestler, right? That's right. Fabulous moolah. I think uh, Wednesday night was the uh, 9-11 game, which I didn't realize. I got a free ticket oh, yeah. to that. Yeah, that was a little, 
little ceremony before the game. I was at that game when Mike Piazza hit the home run. I was too. I was at the next game, which I'm always at the second game when things happen. Like, I missed the Piazza home run. We won the second game. We played Pittsburgh. If you remember, the Mets were in Pittsburgh when 9-11 happened. Right. And then they came back. And, uh, you know, it was like, I don't know, maybe the 17th or something. It was like a week went by before we played a baseball game. And that was the first baseball game, Mike like Piazza. Ten, it was like 10 days. We're even. down 2-1. to one. I think Piazza hits a three-run homer or whatever. We didn't win the game. And the next mm-hmm. game I was at, which we also won, but it was less event. <laughs> and then, you know, Johan <laughs> Santana throws a no-hitter. We're all here for that. <laughs> right? We don't even have the TV, the TV on. The off. We on the end. How does that happen? Missed the entire. And that's the only time that we ever had the TV on. That's my favorite part about the show is that Dave Harrison, if I got nothing out of that guy. Which he, he missed the no-hitter. I made him miss. The only Mets no hitters. Do you remember how <laughs> he's a good guy? I was in Eric got sucked out of the room when oh. we found out there was a no hitter. I, I remember you saying, "I'm like Ryan, is it really?" Yeah. It was like long moments of so silence. the next game I went to with Mario in the yeah. suites. Remember, Ra Dickey pitched a, pitched a no hitter, uh, not a no hitter, a complete game shutout. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> he was tricky. so. The did point you, is, I'm always at the next game. I, I always go to the day after opening opening uh, day. I almost never go to opening day. That mic and those headphones, and uh, thank you. Thankfully, Alex should open up. We should close that door. Doesn't matter. Welcome back here live from the garage, Radio Nope. It's show uh, six million, and uh, we're excited to have everyone here. I can't. Time time is eight fourteen. By the way, a little sixty-eight degrees. Plug, uh, you know, plugs for next week. We have Conan Neutron of Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends live in the studio. Awesome, yeah. What the hell is going on here? We couldn't get a show to save our lives a few months ago. Now we can't stop. I'm getting tired of this. Well, Conan will be in, and uh, we're playing with Conan the next day on Saturday night at much more. As I think that's uh, going to be nice. Someplace. I'm in. I am so in. I'm going to see Jethro Tull tomorrow night. Oh really? Oh, yeah, cool. my hero, Ian Anderson. <laughs> and so we'll have Conan, and the and the week after that, and I'm allowed to plug it. I think, 100 percent confirmed. Uh, just happened. We have Sid Butler, who is uh, from Lace Savvy Fab, the bass wow. player. And not only is he from Lace Savvy Fab, he's the bass player in Seth Meyers' band on the late night show. On the late night show. That's right. Nice. So you can He's see him every coming day on in TV. live, man. Wasn't it Fred Armisen oh. that was the uh, band leader for a while? He was the drummer. Was he? he? Was the drummer? Well, he, he was a drummer in a, drummer in a punk rock band called, uh, uh, what the heck? Risk or Reward. No. Fred's always been a drummer. Anyway, we're here with Alex. What's up, Alex? Hey, Alex. <laughs> wow. Can you hear yourself okay? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. How you doing, man? I just love this. Take this it all place. in. place. What's Take happening? It. It's so sad. It, <laughs> What's so sad about it? Well, you got all these people, and they're What's just a, they're just listening to us. They oh, have they no can't idea. see it. Yeah, this is just classic. I feel like, you know, I kind of, um, I remember all those great like uh, rod and gun clubs that you had, sort <laughs> of, you know, uh, you know, uh, hiding in the garages, uh, right. dotted along it's the got Brooklyn a 70s waterfront. Feel to it, right? Damn, right. I, I just, uh, yeah, right. Anything before I was born is okay. Everything after I was born is just right. totally total, worthless. Total garbage. When, 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 when were you born? How old are you? I'm eighty. Eighty. Eighty yeah, yeah, years yeah. old. So you're so born in 1938. <laughs> Old timey music or early. I like it. I like it. My dad's eighty. That's how I know. That's how I feel. I feel. (laughs) That's what you to you. You know when you have a yeah. You you feel like eighty when you have a new kid. I have a two year old. He's almost two years old, and I really do feel eighty. 
I mean, it's uh, really? it's brutal. I was See, born in eighty. I feel eighty. You were born in eighty, so you're as young as my younger brother. So yeah, I guess I know how old you are. Yeah, you're not even forty. Oh, I'm gonna turn are. over. I'm gonna turn over that leaf next year. You're thirty nine. So, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good at math. Wow, that's what they say. <laughs> it only took so you a have a two year old kid. Is a son or a daughter? Uh, yeah, he's he is uh, gonna turn two in November. Um, and I suppose he's a son. I suppose he's a son. He definitely he definitely approaches the world like a son. Right. Are so. you going to uh, just like, you know, I'm not making a joke here. Are you going to let a, like, you know, just let him do what he wants or her or him or let them do what they want? <laughs> no, you don't want Man, do I don't even know where to go with that. I, I mean, know, he's just, dumb this guy just flies at life with so much intensity and uh, energy. And like, uh, you know, I would say. I would love to massage a little more yin into him because this kid's got so much yang. He's about to, he's like blow up. I mean, he's constantly ready to blow stuff up. But um, you know, we're talking about Alex Harvey, who, by the way, is a, a famous filmmaker. Oh, no, he's hardly. a live. What? What? Hardly, hardly. Hard, Alex Hardly. A filmmaker. Alex Hardly. He's a director and I, editor. I worked on your movie. I mean, yes, you have did. a totally. That's right. I don't mean to, uh, you know, just dive right in here, but if you dive. have a two-year-old kid, yeah, please, and you're like this, you know, reading you on paper, you're like this Renaissance guy, but all this stuff going on, yeah. I mean, it's you disaster. just you just gotta have to drop everything and just take care of the kid, right? Oh, you get to focus on one thing, and be like, all right, is it the music? No, oh, I is gotta it the wonder films? if my wife is listening to this question right now. Is it the marriage? <laughs> <laughs> my wife. Because if you don't pay attention to the kid, I don't know if you if you know this or not, they. The kid just dies. Right. They just they just they just become like leaves on the ground. <laughs> you have to feed them. And stuff. Oh I've man, you got to do some stuff. You've been there. My kid just started college. I'm 44. Like, what the heck's going on? Wait, what? Your kids just started Ooh. college and you're 44? Yeah, man. Oh, you did it at the right time. Nah, I was 26. It's not like I was like. He no, gave you up did, his youth. He did the right thing. It came as a shock. Nah, yeah. guess what he has now? A second youth. <laughs> nah, you're too, old. you're too old yeah. to have a second no, youth. Yeah. No, it's no, over. No. I got to stop drinking next week, my wife told me. Oh, there. Okay. It's there never we go. as good when you're over. This, this is the last hurrah right here. Oh, man. Yeah. No, we're just so starting to reset. I'm sorry. Part. I asked Alex a question. We all speak over him, which is kind Frankie of the way. Thank you, Look at um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, it just, uh, you can't. You, you What you do is you try to uh, avoid the scarcity mindset, which is you try to avoid the mindset that, like, there's only enough room for X or Y, you know? Mm-hmm. And you start to say, wait a second, if... Uh, uh, space and time are malleable, then maybe it's not about what fits or doesn't fit here, and everything just has to find a way of coexisting. It's uh, pretty terrifying. It's in kind fact. of a Buddhist philosophy, right? Just this, let it, like, you know, life is going to happen the way it happens. You don't have to compartmentalize everything. A little bit. I mean, you like, you, you, you like, wait, so uh, how are we going to add this many hours into our day? Well, you don't add yeah. hours into your day your day just turns into a different kind of a thing and you turn into a different kind of a person i mean you you sure. you were 26 when this happened wow. it's a little weird when yeah, you, i haven't grown at all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's weird when you do this when you're you know uh approaching 40 because and i know people who do, do have done it approaching 50 but i mean you know you um sure you, I, I think the old, the older we get the more friends that are my age have sort of younger kids anyway so, yeah. but there's sort of a weird thing it's like you kind of 
you've, I hate to say it, but you've already kind of identified some meaning in your life. You've already sort of established your old withered ways. You kind of, it's sort of like, you know, and then this kid comes in and they're just changing things at the speed of light. It's just, uh, yeah. You, but isn't it great though? Isn't it super amazing? And- it is. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm on a couple thresholds right now that What's are your kid's like, name? Uh, he's EJ, uh, Edward Aww. Jacob. Yeah, EJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? It's like, is it a love that you've never experienced in your life? Because, you know, you, it's like, you know, I don't want to sit here and go, hey, everybody have kids, but Jesus God. Uh, it is. It's, it's something it's, like, you know. It's like, um, it's a love you've never experienced in your life, and it's like a shattering that you've never experienced. It's an anger you've never experienced. Every single <laughs> layer is a have never experienced kind of deal. Um so yeah, it's it's. I don't. I, I don't even do you, know where to. Do you begin. even have a kid? No, I don't have a kid. I don't have a wife. I don't have a face. Where's your next where, script? As far as the people listening to this know, I don't even have a face. Where do you Where do you live? At? I'm not looking at Pat. Well, at you have a face Frankie made for radio. Here. They say. On this. <laughs> yeah, I do have a face made. Uh, for where radio. do you live out? Well, that's part of it, right? We we moved out. Well, my uh, wife it's in Valley Area. Yeah, we are up there research? now. Yeah, we're up there now near near um, Bear Mountain in in in, uh, in Cortland Manor, and it's it's kind nice. of near Croton. But um, we, you know, my wife is from Queens. Uh, well, she's from Uzbekistan originally, but she but she <laughs> she came over in '89 when the wall came down, and uh, and she's like a hardcore Queens person. And uh, how lived, old was she when she came over in '89? She was seven. Yeah, yeah, or six. Jeez, yeah, Louise, yeah. Man. yeah, man. Or maybe she came. She, she was seven. They came over ninety, I think. She Which, was, so you live on the uh, right, uh, the uh, this side of the hotel? Yeah, we live on the train side. Yep, yeah, yep. we had yeah. to live on the train what side. By Wapage Falls over there, Wapages, Wapages Valleys, way north. Oh, that's way north. Yeah, that go, is north of us. Well, this guy knows everything uh, about the area. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, Upstate well, New York is my favorite place. Peaks go in beautiful. Cortland Manor, right next to each other. Yeah, they one one actually envelops the other one. Right, that's exactly right. Yeah, to the east. That's what. That's my whole new thing, by the way, Ryan, is the game inside the game. Yep. <laughs> game A, game A, game A inside you and game I think B, alike, man. My That's always the key. Well, Alex, yes. what are you up to professionally lately? Now we talk about the game inside the game. It seems like you have, you're up to so many. I know that's some segue. <laughs> He's got something great going on. You have always some cool stuff going Weird on. I just listened to a bunch of your music, which we'll play later. Weird and uh, stuff. I, yeah. Like what's what's, what's going, going on? Now, what are you working man? on now? I mean, well. Well, what happened to me, I had a strange thing happen, which is I had one film that I shot in 2014, and it had a long arc, a long editorial arc. Ryan knows a lot about the, these That's, kind of workflows. Is that the Unsilent movie? Sure. No, that That's one was called I'm a Seagull, and that took a real long time to edit. It took almost five years. And so in the middle of that you five years- You also shot it? Uh, well, I was, I was a uh, co-director on that film right. and producer, and- and a whole other film happened in the middle of that one, and that film's Walden, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. And what ended up happening is Walden, had, Life in the Woods, October first, yes, from Viking Film. It's uh, from Virgil Films. Virgil and, Films, right? But, well, but you know, Viking is reason. Viking in my mind. I can't though. read my own handwriting. You know, I got a Viking in my mind. Um, but so, like, the weird thing is, I have these two projects at the same time, which doesn't happen very often with filmmakers. Usually, things are sort of done in. Uh, you kind of experience things in phases, but because because this edit took so long of one film, they're both being shared in the world at the same time right now. And I also have that remember 
two-year-old kid. So it's all happening at once, and it's a little bit mad. It's a lot. Do you drink or do drugs or anything? Like I try to do it all. I try to do it all <laughs> if I can. If I can or we not. All, we all I dropped acid about an hour ago. Yeah, right. We're, oh, we're you we're did. mescaline. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I don't I do not do any of that stuff recreationally. But I you do like a whip it and a oh, This isn't for recreation. And a live squid. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, well, so. Like you were saying before about the uh, spirituality thing, and just for when you, it reminded me of uh, when it was kind of a multitasking thing. So, so now that you're doing all these multitasking things, is it possible to multitask? Or is it just like right? So it, technically is it hard speaking, to concentrate on two I'm films. I'm so glad you asked that, man. I'm so glad you asked it because I want to talk about it in a more general way with everybody in the room, man. You know, I think I think it's not possible. I think that the attention, your attention, is as sharp as a as a the sharpest pencil in the world, and it can only ever point to one thing at a time. So what ends up happening is when you think you're multitasking, you're actually pointing to two things really fast, back and forth, like this. And you tell yourself that you must be multitasking, but in fact, you're just moving your attention so fast between two things, you've convinced yourself they're happening at the same time. Right. <laughs> so it's kind are of you, strange. Are you, can you, are you cheating one project? By- I'm cheating everything all the time. Everybody's <laughs> getting cheated all the time. Everyone's always getting cheated. Every, every, every arm's getting cheated by another arm. Every finger's getting cheated by another finger. But you know what's really cool about that? I just want to say something about that. You know who died this year was Mac Rebeneck, one of my heroes, Dr. John. And, um, oh, man. Yeah, and sure. I'm a great, I'm a great you, you know, you're a Dr. John guy. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I was in the right place. That's right. Well, I know that's the one hit I read. But he, but he, <laughs> the New, or- New now Orleans he had that institution, you know, now he, he had changed that kind of music stuff. pretty much. Oh, he definitely did. He definitely did. And he was all over all sorts of stuff that you didn't even know about. But, but, but uh, is what's. There, is, there, is there a Captain Beefheart without Dr. John? Right, exactly. That's fair. That's fair. And actually, is there, is there a Alex. Let It Bleed without Dr. John? I mean, oh, we can go on for a bit. If but, there's no Let It Bleed, uh, I'm out. I'm exactly. Out. You're out. You're out of life. You could be like those leaves on the ground, um, but no. This this um, so, so 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 boogie woogie style piano. You know, and we're talking. Mm-hmm. This is coming from Professor Longhair, who we call Fest down in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and then it it passes on Tipitina. to a bunch of amazing guys. Yes, Tipitina. So oh. if you're thinking about the, the the syncopation between those two hands, between a right hand and a left hand, when you hear a real boogie woogie player, that's kind of like the two hands are cheating on each other. You only have yet, to pay one guy. Well, right, exactly. It's two, two different instruments. But yeah, that, it's like not It's like the, it's the right hand is cheating on the left hand, or you hear a great drummer when you have every, every appendage is cheating on every appendage, and yet it all comes together in this beautiful fashion, right? So it's like, it's like yeah, we're cheating on ourselves, but the whole tends to be good, or it tends to be something. Did you ever meet good. Dr. John? Uh, you know, I didn't meet Dr. Pound John. I'll tell you who I met. I spent a night with uh, with his the, the longest running guitarist who worked with him, um, uh, Ronnie Wood. And no, not <laughs> Ronnie Wood. <laughs> Mark Knopfler, Joe Satriani. Although the dude was Joe Mama Besser, whoever that guy is. That guy's name. Yeah. I can't remember, but it was a really interesting night. And because I had loved. Uh, Max so much uh, I was so keen to hear the story and you know what he just told it like it is he just told the honest to goodness truth he said you know Mac and I, I'm going to say this I'm sure Mac is listening somewhere from wherever he's disappeared to and I think he'll appreciate me saying this he said you know Mac was always a pimp he was he started out a pimp and he lived a pimp and he died I mean, he's going to die a pimp he hadn't died yet and I said <laughs> well I said well, what do you mean by that and he said well you know he literally was a pimp for a moment there and then that's when they shot his finger off and he had stopped playing guitar and started 
started playing piano. Uh, and and he said, uh, deep, deep into his life, even when he had people who had been playing with him for years and years, like this guitarist had played with him for like 19 years or something, he said, one day I got sick and I couldn't go on a tour, and he just replaced me. Boom. Just like oh. that. And I was like, wow. And he's like, were you angry? And he said, no. And I said, why? And he said, because he's a pimp. And he always was. And he always will be. And I trust that about him. It was a beautiful little moment. It was like, like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, he's... he is a survivor. I, you know, I eventually said, what do you mean by pimp? He said, he's a pure survivor. And, and he came up through survival, and that's how he's going to go out. And so the fact that he fired me overnight just because I got sick on a, on a tour, I expect it, man. You know, right. he's a survivor. That's the way it goes. You're lucky you're not in James Brown's band. There you go. Right. That's right. He's, he's take you out back and pistol whip you. Speaking <laughs> of being old, uh, Melissa Spaulding is here. Whoa. Oh, hey, guys. Does she What's have up? a headphones? Hey, Melissa. How yeah. are you? Can you hear us? I can hear you guys loud and clear. Yeah, I can hear you pretty good, too. Alex, you, know, you sure you don't have a radio show or something? Your voice is excellent. I don't have a damn thing, yeah. man. You know, I'm a melodic, unlike my voice. Make a little time in your okay, schedule. Okay, so let's just reset here. <laughs> yeah, Let me right. tell everyone you're listening plenty. to yeah. Live from the Broad here on Radio <laughs> Nope. I'm here with uh, Tommy Rockstar. Hey. Hey. Uh, hey, Tommy. Good to see you guys. Uh, Ryan Collison. Hello, everybody. The great Alex Harvey, who's hey. got a lot going on. Uh, and uh, who else down there? Mario. I am enthralled by and his melodic voice. The wonderful and amazing Melissa Spaulding. Yeah. yeah. Hi, guys. Melissa, thank you for joining us. You seem to uh, love Chicago. You're in New York all the time. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and uh, are you from Chicago? I grew up in the Midwest, but not Chicago. I got you. Yeah, I was I born you. in Pontiac, Michigan. Oh, oh, yeah. And um, and grew up home just... of the Fiero. <laughs> yeah, and the Pontiac. And the Pontiac. <laughs> what Fiero. Well, I used to live here for eight years, and then I moved to Chicago two years ago. Where do you live? I'm in Ukrainian Village. Oh, yeah. I love over there. That's great. Yeah, it's a great city. Well, why are you here we know this week about with oh. us today? What brings you to New I'm York I'm in today? town this weekend for a wedding in Woodstock, which I'm going oh. to tomorrow. The wedding is Sunday. Yes. We have an Airbnb, some friends and I, with a pool and a hot tub. And nice. uh, the wedding is on Sunday, and I'm really excited. I'm all in with the hot tub, especially yeah, in the yeah. fall when it's like cool out. Yeah. Leaves oh. are falling all around. Man, nice. I wish I had done it. Nice. I thought so seriously about a hot tub. We really did, man. We, we need one in the barrage, I think, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. talked about it. We Broadcasting live from the hot tub. Some <laughs> waterproof <laughs> rubber wow. microphone. I, I don't mean me and my wife. I mean me, Tommy and I have talked about <laughs> it. <laughs> we need a steamer. <laughs> Wait, isn't, there, a isn't, isn't there already like a podcast that's got like like a bed of bubbling going on in the background? Yeah, it's probably, there's a podcast for everything. Especially this dumb one. Everyone's got a pocket. Like it's the worst thing in the world. Like now I see celebrities on the street. I'm like, I'm never gonna. I'm not asking anyone to be on the podcast. Because like, everyone's got one. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. We, but I hate podcasts. I never listen to podcasts. Syndicated uh, podcast. It's a live radio show, which happens to be <laughs> archived for podcasts That's sometimes. That's and uh, we're speaking with Alex Harvey here on Life in the Bronx, who's a filmmaker. He's a bah, bah, bah. he's an end of life doula, and he's uh, from the Hudson Valley. And he's also I don't know if you know this, but uh, I mean, you know. I, I, Maybe you, I hesitate to bring it up because you do so many other things, but you're also the guy in the guy go commercials with oh, the banjo, yeah. aren't yeah, you? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I the knew mandolin. I knew from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the mandolin. Yeah. How'd that come about? Yeah, right. And, and what can you? Uh, did you sign a uh, do not talk about guy go uh, release? Oh you know? no, it's one of the most fun things to tell the story right. about. What, are, it's what so insurance stupid. do you have? Right, at the <laughs> right. What insurance? Everybody always asks me that. By the way, we're yeah. sponsored by Liberty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out! Wow, that's funny. Emo. 
That's nice. Emu. Yeah, that was so strange, man. I, I, I um, but you know what? Hey, can I borrow five thousand dollars? Yeah, so, exactly. Okay. Right. That's kind of the weird thing about it. So, uh, no, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> and so am I. Um, no, it, uh, it was a really, really amazing old friend of mine who had been. Um, Ah, gosh, he was. Uh, we did a little couple music lessons together, and he was a really fine actor who I knew back in my, the days when I was uh, doing theater up in New Haven and all this stuff. And this guy, uh, one day, he calls me up and he says, "Hey, man, you know, I wasn't. I'm not an actor. I grew up doing acting, but I hadn't done it since I was 20." And hey, he, man, I know we haven't talked in a while. But... Yeah, he calls up and he says, "Hey, dude, you know, I got this audition, and it's supposed to be for a band. I'm not in a band. Uh, you know, I play the banjo. Would you come in and would you accompany me?" <laughs> To this audition, well, these guys get auditions huh. for not even qualified. Can, give me an audition. He's a, he's a he's a commercial actor and I'll really good one. Fishy, I hope he's listening them. somewhere. And he lives here in Queens somewhere. And and so I was Let's like, yeah, have him on. I, I, yeah, you should have him on. You I, on the show next week. I said to him, I'll go into the audition, no problem, and I'll help you out. And we worked up a little thing together. Yeah. And, and you're it had an nothing to do with me. At this point, you're an accomplished musician. You could play the banjo and all that. Stuff. Yeah, I can play stuff. Yeah, I wasted my youth on that. So, <laughs> so, so we were, so we were, we went in there, and uh, and and on the way out, um, the, the the little secretary person's like, "Do you have an agent?" I was like, "I'm not. I'm actually not in here. I'm just helping my buddy out." And my buddy's what like, "What year is it?" This was uh, twelve, maybe no, maybe thirteen. I don't know. I think thirteen. But oh, this is what happened. You're one of those guys who was just on the side. And like, hey, come on side. in. Why don't you? I'm glad. To Harrison I'm Ford. glad you now understand. Holy cow! I finally. It. it takes me a while. That was it. And I, 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 he's like, oh, you put my agent down in there. I was like, okay. And then like I was walking away. You're the banjo guy. Like, uh, yeah, I guess. All right. Yeah. It was weird. It was the weirdest thing in the world. And you know, Eddie Money just died. Like, yeah, we got to talk right. about that. Well, and I was on this. We did a we did a commercial with him. Wow. Yeah. Really? So oh, yeah, yeah. spent a day with him. I remember that area. Yeah. Like Two tickets to paradise. It was Eddie Money Travel yeah. Agency. I to, listen, I, I, I've been <laughs> wow. up since five in the morning. I went to work early in the morning, so I sit down uh, at work, and uh, which I usually do. And my friend uh, who works with me, my coworker. Well, yeah, my friend. He goes, uh, hey, uh, Eddie Money died. Like, I'm on top of it, like, the second half. I'm like, ah. And I go, here come the one ticket to freaking paradise jokes, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I look at Twitter, and there's a guy right there. Yeah, of course. Is. Two of course. seconds. I was late on the news Mario. on that. I mean, Jesus, God, man. But we have a little uh, inventiveness. And by the way, Eddie Money from Queens, uh, well, Levittown by way of Woodhaven, yeah. Eddie yep. Mahoney. Rest in peace. I, I unironically love Eddie Money's song. Yeah, me too, dude. Wow. Melissa, you nice. like Eddie I Money? love Eddie Money. He's shaken. What a great song. Listen, yeah, that man. guy said the word tits on the radio. There's no other song. <laughs> there's, there's no Billy Joel song with tits. There's no Dire Straits with tits. Steely Dan, The Who. He wrote. He said tits and he said it like and no one noticed. Right. <laughs> so I always thought Eddie Money was from Michigan because our amphitheater outside Detroit is called Pine Knob. And right. every year, the first concert of the year is Eddie Money. And he's been doing it for 20 years, like I want to say. Like the inaugural maybe more. for each year. Yeah. And then I only, I think, recently found out, no, he's from like Long Island. He's a police officer. I'm like, who yeah. is this guy? He's a wow. like six months or something. <laughs> <laughs> Woodhaven, Woodhaven, Queens, and then uh, Levittown. Which, if you ever go to Levittown, 
Um, I'm surprised he's in a band because there are no basements in Levittown. There's it's, it's prone to flooding. That's right. <laughs> I do. I do have so to take piece m- one one single objection to what you said though. Yes, Billy ahead, Joel. Please. Billy Joel does have a song With that tits? was. Nah, it was weirder than that. Had, <laughs> Billy Joel's song "Captain Jack" has oh, yeah. a major masturbate line. Oh yeah. Sit at home and masturbate. And Your I will, sister's gone uh, out. That's right. yep. She's on a date. So that that's I, the I, worst Billy Joel. Wait, what was it? it what was it like working with him, Billy Joel? Uh, no, be quiet. The Eddie Money. Uh, he yeah, all I remember was that he was really into kids and in the best way, right. like kind of clownishly <laughs> into kids. And it's funny because we also did one with Gallagher, and he was an actual clown and he hated kids. I know so, a Gallagher that's a clown. So, so you kind of you're talking about Gallagher. The guy who's a clown for a living hates kids. Yeah, and Eddie Money, Money, the guy who's, I guess, a clown now somewhere. Gallagher is an an identical twin, by the way. Melissa, let me ask you this. Uh, In early Eddie Money uh, years, and now that he's died today, we've seen all these pictures from when he was young. And is Eddie Money hot when he's like young? I can't think of what he looks like when he was younger. I, I, have I don't know. Him right here. I think he's kind of hot. I didn't realize he died. Here, how about I'm this? Not, really? I just am finding this out right now. One hundred. You were on a plane. I didn't know. Are you dealing with the I shock? was listening to the barrage on the plane, actually. Oh, really? Oh, so <laughs> doing more research. Was it horrible? Young no, Eddie it was good. Right it was no, really yeah, good. I, I, he looks kind of like Ozzy. You know what? Yeah. Everybody, everybody looks good when they're young, right? Yeah. Were you yeah. listening to your it's own true. old episode? He looks like Tommy if you shave 20 pounds of hair off of him. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, you know, I, I, this show is going to get nicer and nicer. I don't... Nicer. We're fans of Eddie Money. I'm not going to slag that dude. He was great. I'm not going to slag anybody anymore. I mean, what's the point? I'm, I'm like, you know, be like the Buddha, man. Even Mario? Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I looked pretty good when I was young. Yeah. Still look good. My, my wife said to me, what happened? With with you or with, with no, Mario? She saw a whole picture of Mario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you look the same. I see you every day. I think now that you're retired from teaching. I think it looks better. I think Alex is also a teacher. I don't know if you know that, Mario. You guys can bond upon that. And Alex, you well, teach a, your college professor or something? Or? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I have taught in a lot of different scenarios for sure. I, I, I'm, uh, mainly, I've, I've worked uh, as an adjunct uh, creating uh, stuff for the graduate program at NYU in, in acting and design, but, I, but I've but i taught uh, neuroscience and theater down at UCSD. Neuroscience? And, yeah, I got into neuroscience. I have, I have a, a bunch of friends who are who are neuroscientists up at Columbia, and uh, I just got into that armchair thing. And uh, what do those parties look I'm, like? Oh, they are intense. <laughs> well, you got to remember those are the craziest parties because they have the Everyone's most steam to blow off. Everyone's sitting in the corner. No one talks. Anymore. They have the most steam to blow off. Actually, they <laughs> are you guys doing acid? It's making a comeback now. By the way, is it? Well, we've yeah, all, I was, we've all dosed. Before. We're starting to peak now. I was. I was. Uh, I was literally sitting with uh, the writer Michael Pollan yesterday, a really dear friend of mine who's kind of written the big book on acid right now. So uh, wow. shout out to him. Um, how many times uh, have how you done acid mind? in your life? Well, you know, uh, I mean, it's... Your son's too. He's not listening. Yeah, no, yeah. He's he's, he's listening for sure. Um, deep down, podcast, he's listening. the podcast is available to him, the world will be hit by a, you know, on That's fire. right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You and I are together on that, man. Um, yeah, you know, I, the way I think of... I actually call these uh, these these um, molecules uh, entheogens as opposed to hallucinogens. Mm. Um, entheogen is using the Greek root um, to seek the God within, the divine 
divine within. Mm-hmm. So for me, okay. uh, psycho, uh, psycho, uh, these psychedelic drugs, uh, as you call them, um, they, they're actually very, I, I see lots of therapeutic use in them. I see ways right. in which they've uh, changed a lot of people's lives. They've changed uh, soldiers coming back from uh, uh, the, uh, you know, boundarylessness of Afghanistan and Iraq. They've uh, been held, they've been central to addiction treatment in the last, uh, well, actually underground for the last 30 well, in years. In Utah, you know, so. they're also doing like microdoses of uh, mushrooms, I guess, to relieve people's anxiety. I've done that recently. It was really good. Instead of just uh, demonizing everything, there might be uses. Well, literally, the demonizing thing is just cultural. You know, I mean, it's just like you got to remember. shit. It's so weird. All this stuff that we talk about, that we respond to, it has cultural context, but like you take the cultural context away and the molecule's just its own thing. Alex, Alex, are you aware of the writings of Carlos Castaneda and the journeys of Don Don Juan? Juan, Journey to Ixland? Oh, man. And you know where I'm coming from because we oh, are brother. not only brothers in pedagogy, but we are brothers in the my man in the other world. I lived in that desert, man. Sometimes man wow. just like pulls out some intellectual <laughs> if, shit. Yeah. If you okay. want to learn how to get into your mind, you have to read Carlos Castaneda. Mario uh, claims to me that he has a, a third eye; he could see everything. That's the, right. Well, he probably yeah. does. If well, that, he probably does, if he's been there before. You believe in God, Alex, or just spirituality, like Whoa. in general? God is, uh, God, yeah, absolutely. God, God is. God, however, God, God is actually just a process, a verb. Uh, if you try to, if you try to turn God into a thing. It's okay for you to do that if you need to do that in this lifetime, but uh, but the truth is uh, it's happening right around you right now. It's happening in the cigarette smoke that's coming out of people's mouths. It's happening in the electricity through there. Yeah. God's right here. He's working with us. I um, wasn't going to smoke when you were here, but then I, I listened to a song called Have Another Cigarette, and oh, I said, ah, screw it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, it's happening. God's happening. I don't happening. have time to do anything. I just met this dude for five minutes. I think he's the most intellectual person that's ever walked this in his door. This is the greatest show we've ever had. <laughs> Ryan said you were going to do funny animal sounds. Funny yeah, that's true. So, Balloons. You, 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 let's, let's hear your giraffe. I have to do them with my ears, though, so yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. How do I take these off and Rodney use my Dane ears on the phone? impression, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with Alex Harvey and Melissa Spaulding. We're happy to have both of you here. How are you yeah. doing, Melissa? Anyway. I'm good. I want to know when was the last time you had a woman on the podcast? Ooh, we have question. many women on the podcast. Actually, all the time. Oh, okay. I'll tell you. The last guest was a, Addie Baird. Two, a, Addie Baird. Yeah, she was a Addie Baird. A, Addie. Addie. This is uh, where you cue the Isley Brothers. Who's that lady? <laughs> yeah. She was a uh, she's a news correspondent for BuzzFeed. And she yes. called them from their Washington, D.C. bureau. Big Mets fan. It's usually just a big sausage A lot of people think... I mean, you know, in the we barrage, have though. more in black the- people and women on the show than any bunch of white idiots in a garage. It is true. That's right. Wait. RCDP is coming October 11th. That's Who's right. doing the producing for this? <laughs> Part, partly, and then we have a team of coordinators. Team. You guys are serious. You guys get real good yeah, shit. Yeah, we're trying. You know, trying. Um, uh, everyone except for me does... Does a real good job of emailing and making it look like a real thing. Yeah, you Pat and Ryan over there holding it down. No, Ryan, listen, man, Ryan got Alex. No, this is great, actually. Uh, I mean, they, they make it look professional. And uh, Krizawa and Tommy, they have a way of br speaking and, and uh, Brad, yeah, a way yeah. of speaking to people. Like, uh, hey, this is a real thing. Meanwhile, like this is it's just dumb. I just run, like <laughs> run into people in the street. Sometimes they're they're all different walks of life. Sometimes celebrities, sometimes not. And they run a roll, man. It, it, it just works like Run that. Run DMC, kinda, Billy yeah. Greg, yeah. Alex yeah. Harvey. Uh, by the way, next week, Conan Neutron. And the week after that... Can I get a drum roll for this? That's right. This is a big... This is a big, is a big one? Oh, yeah. yeah I got it. this already? I'm or? excited. This yes, is confirmed. Let's hear it again in All case right. you're just... We're pretending we didn't uh, hear it? Oh, you already announced, didn't you? Here's a drum roll and a... Go ahead, Tommy. 
Oh, I'd like to announce that we're going to have uh, World Sid Butler. Sid Butler, right yes. Yes, yes. No Sid way. Butler, the bass player nice. of Lace Savvy Fab, and also the bass player in Seth Meyers. Uh, Correct. Uh, was he in the Sex Pistols? Mm, different Sid, buddy. Is everybody here a musician? <laughs> That's Sid Barrett, and he was in Pink I, Float. Yeah. No, Ryan plays keyboards. Don't let not him really, no. No, I'm not a musician. I saw Ryan, Alex. Uh, I did it just for fun because all my friends were doing it. They, I think that's why everybody does it. <laughs> oh, but, stop. Are you talking about keyboards or acid just right funny. now? Yeah, well, they acid, didn't call you red hot business. for no reason. Red hot Ryan Carlson lighting up the keys. I remember. I was there. Yeah, I was on fire that Yeah, night. we're all musicians, I guess. That's Except great. for Tommy. Who's, I get that back. What? I've seen you play bass. I tore the world, motherfucker. Yeah, well... Exactly. Wait and 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 sorry, I, this is really boring because your, 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 your audience Jake. doesn't care about. It, but this, but whose garage am I sitting in right now? Does uh, it, is mine. it owned by one person? Okay, all right. yeah. This was the, the house I grew up in, and when I was eighteen, I left, and when I was twenty-eight, I came back and oh, bought it because my parents man, moved to. That's the story. Long Beach. So this now is, I understand. Yeah, it, yeah, the whole it. thing just played itself out in my mind's eye. It's so fun how that can happen <laughs> so quickly. Eye. Wow. Listen, you and Mario put your third eyes together, make a six. That's right. We'll have six. I love it. Six. <laughs> We've known each other for like 20, 25 years on average, all of us. So, you know, just I do want to ask Melissa, do you like happened. Chicago? Or are you like sad and the band Chicago? Or even though this isn't like, is, is no. New York City will, will, will always be like your. I appreciate home. New York more that I've left. Mm. Does that make any sense? Sure. Yes. I feel the same way. Sure. So but I'm not been from back. here. So I'm, I'm again, I'm from the Midwest. So um, what I've, part of the Midwest? Michigan. Oh, Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My dad built cars for GM. My grandpa built cars for Ford. When you lived here, did you feel well, like you were from here? I mean, did you feel like you were 100. I started to talk like a New Yorker a little bit. <laughs> How long did it take you? It. To what? To feel like <laughs> to you were a New Yorker. I don't know. I don't know if I could say I feel like a New Yorker. I just felt like this felt like home. It felt like, oh, these are my people. This is the pace I like. This is, yeah. I, I identify with this. I like to hustle. I like to, you know, talk fast and right. walk fast. You, you walk in the gutter to walk around all the tourists, right? Exactly. Today was brutal. No one gets out of the way, and it can't Nobody be mean does. to the tourists. Yeah. Yeah. I walk in the street. I walk right yep, in the middle of the street. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Back in the I, day. A, a guy came wa- riding down the block at full speed on a bike the wrong way. I'm, wrong way, asshole! <laughs> he gave me the finger from behind. He's probably a delivery guy. No, he wasn't. He was just dead. No, this delivery is, guy, I give a little leeway. This is an interesting vibe on this one because I, when I moved here from Chicago, by the way. Yeah. Um, You're originally I, from Chicago. Well, I, no, I lived out. I'm originally from the, the, the Rocky Mountains in Colorado, and we could nice. talk about that in a bit. But <laughs> when, I, when I came, I, I did go to school in Chicago, and then I lived there for a little bit, or at least I had an apartment there for a while. I was kind of working so all over the place. Northwestern like everybody else. Sure. Yeah, that was where I went. Journal- uh, journalism. That's true. Both of there, too. <laughs> I just guess. Somebody else went there? Here? Yeah, our, our <laughs> former guest and friend. I see. Yeah. Well, anyway, Steve yeah. Uh, but um, oh, I, I, was, I was a cyclist in Chicago primarily, and then when I got here, I thought I could be. I got here in, uh, was it, oh, oh, uh, oh, 06 or yeah, oh, 05, yeah. Oh, 06. Scary as fuck, right? I thought, that I, I thought it would be fine, and, and they no. just had no fucking idea what <laughs> was going on. I mean, and, and I didn't know what to do. And, like, uh, I had one guy, a friend of mine, who was uh, a messenger, and he said, the only way to do it is to treat the cat like flies and I said what do you mean yeah. he said if you if you just swat at them they won't see the <laughs> bike stop. but they'll see the swat stop. and I tried it for a little bit and eventually I just had to give the bike up I do that in the I car because it, feel it, safe. listen I'm a, I'm a cyclist I'm a, a mass transit guy I take the train every day I don't drive into the city and I've all, I'm also a motorist 
And and when I'm driving in the city, which is very rarely, I give a fuck about a cab. I'm taking over. It's you're like out. Bumper, it's like bumper cars. I lived yeah. here more long. Yeah, 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 right. So the, and the, you know they'll, they'll they'll back off. But you know I I got no time for the guys going the wrong way. I'm looking one way. You know, another dog's looking the other way. A bicyclist hit my car the other day when I was leaving. Yeah, I'm sure he hit your car. Yeah, <laughs> he apologized. Wow. That really happened? Yeah, he just barreled right into my car out of nowhere. A, ba- a bicyclist barreled. Those guys are reckless. Into my dad's car uh, once, and uh, she sued him for like 250 grand. It was a scam. Like, she just ran into the side, oh, yeah. of, the side oh, of the car right, thing. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, no. It was like there's a Russian, like, uh, my bicyclist got up and said, are you guys okay? I'm like, I'm driving a car. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What about the guy who ran into hey, Pat? my car? You have an open microphone, Pat. The prodigal son has returned. I hear him. He ran into my car on 164. Oh, my God. I saw it happening. Pat drops me off. He, I go into the house. I look out the window just like, you know, when you go in the, in the door and you close it and you kind of, there's a little window I looked out to. I see the whole thing happening. Pat doesn't see it. Pat's pulling out of the driveway. This guy on a bike just fucking rails into the side of Pat's car. Jeez. Smashes the side window. His arm is sliced open, flapping around. Oh, oh, I'm like, dude, I run upstairs. I grab a bunch of like towels. I tie his arm up. He's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll see you guys later. It's like the scene off. in European vacation. It, whatever. He was on the lamb or something. He didn't want nothing to do with authority. <laughs> and the yeah. fire department shows up like five minutes later. and like, well, I guess it's at 1026. You know? <laughs> Billy, sh- Billy, this is the third car he crashed into. <laughs> uh, you know, I really. I, I that guy was flapped. I, flapped open, oh, flapped he's, open. His whole arm is flapped out. You know what he's like? These things. He's like, I'm okay. I'm like, dude, you're not okay, but it's bad. But you got a worthy discussion topic topic there, though. And me and Pat is, put him in a trunk. And we're, what about that discussion topic of when you're injured and you're so you're so much more afraid of getting caught by the police, right? Or getting caught by your parents, or getting caught by some authority figure that uh, the fear just like mitigates the injury to the point of zero. And then that's the I think maybe that's the most guilty. Is that the most guilty human response? The the sort of the sort of uh, withdrawal of pain because of the of the feeling of guilt. Like you know what I'm saying? It's the like feeling of guilt and also the feeling of um, you know I'd rather not deal with this right now. I had plans to go down the street. Oh, well, there's there or, is that. I think with this cat, it was definitely the drug. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, the saddest story, if I might say, if I might just yes, jump in course, here, it's an yeah. important week for me because I grew up, uh, my main thing growing up was, was a cat named Dwayne Allman. And, um, ah, the, yes, of and, Steely Dan. Nah. <laughs> Oops, I think you meant. I was going to say after the author. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Pat, this is Alex. Alex, Pat. Hmm. Hi, Alex. Alex Harvey uh, about to talk about Dwayne Allman. Well, the what Allman I was going to talk about, I've just given a little plug, you know, this week, um, the Allman Brothers, uh, the families released uh, the Allman Brothers uh, uh, live at the Fillmore West, which was uh, a That's concert that happened six months before the famous Live at the Fillmore East concert. But the sad thing about Dwayne and Barry Oakley is they did the same thing. They had a motorcycle accident and they did the exact same thing. They got up and they said, 
you know what? Uh, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just going home, so I don't need to think about this. They, they had that same vibe, which is like you crash on the bike, you get up and you say, I'm fine. I'm heading home, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and that's and, and uh, just a little sleepy. That whole notion yeah. of like, I have I have I still have more road. I, uh, the road in front of me is the one I was supposed to be following. I'm not right. supposed to turn around, and go to the hospital right now. This is a detour that's not planned. And, you know, some it makes me very anxious not to go on about what I was supposed to do. And and actually, just to say, this is uh, sorry to I like to spread all the you know I'm always like to spread these things. We out. have a lot so, of time to fill. Go ahead. So sir. here's the deal: the, this is this is what's happening generally. This is our biggest problem as a culture, right? Is like we on. don't we don't let. We don't let things change us. So when you, this is what's happening sort of uh, with a lot of people at the end of their lives, right? They decide they don't want to let it change, and they want to keep going down that same road. They don't. They want to pretend like everything's no, normal. What are you talking about? Everything's it. fine, you know. And that's like the, the, what we're trying to advocate a little bit more here is like let this shit change you. Like 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 you know go go the other direction. You know go to the doctor. Go to the whatever it is you have to do. Just let it change you. Let let your whole life. You're change, married, right? right? In that moment. They say I am. They say I am. Did you have a marriage ceremony? Oh, yeah, we did. So you are married. Mm -hmm. You cannot have sex with other women. Oh, I don't even know about sex. So when when you say to your wife, uh, hey, just let things change, man. What did she say? Right. Well, actually, yeah, I think you she, go with the flow. She's the one. She's the one who's usually saying that to me about like you know getting better at actually closing out the kitchen. Like, let it change, man. Just because you haven't done that forever, you know, two can play at that game. You know, that's an easy what game. What happened to, to the dishwasher? Let, let it, it, let it change. Just, it, just shift, man. You know, let let let, let was, your whole life change for a movie. Yeah. What happened to the baby? Let him change. Let Speaking change. of which. Uh, Forgive me if I came a little late. Did I hear you utter the words that you're an end of life doula? Well, that's what I was talking about. I, I've just I've just gotten certified this year. But talking gotten, to Melissa, right? Uh, <laughs> she's a beginning of life. Hysterical. Dude. Really? Is she really? No, no. no oh, okay. No, yeah. This is uh, this is uh, you know the the natural birth movement. I think we all know that. That's about, yeah. about almost thirty years old now. So just uh, say you're a male midwife. And, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a friend who is, and that that's been real tough. So um, I can tell you. <laughs> And I'm not joking. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. Um, is, he, is he living with you I and your wife right you now? You ever try to give birth as a guy? It's fun. <laughs> yeah, right. He actually made an amazing movie about it called These Are My Hours, which is the only cinematically filmed birth. You know, many no way. Many births are filmed, obviously, you know, with a sure. you know, medical handheld. Or Billy medical Joel reasons. and a doctor with a Mickey Mouse mask no, on. He did, he, did, he did a hardcore, like, five-camera shoot of a, of, uh. of a woman who was giving, of a midwife who was doing so Solo birth, no assistance at wow. all. Wow! And uh, See, I'm thinking of just go to the film. hospital. These are my hours, by the way, by Scott Kirschenbaum. That's the <laughs> nice. name of the movie. If oh, anyone wants to check it, it out, yeah. how long film. is this movie? Is it 26 hours? <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, it's. it's so I remember going to the hospital. Like I'm thinking of a baby in two yeah, seconds. Yeah, right. It's he's, like 60, it's I, like, I get billed three times on Hulu. Right. I'm like, where's the baby? They're like, oh, she's gonna walk around. It's like five hours later. I'm like, oh, I'm going to the bar. There's no cell phones. I'm like, I'll be at the payphone. <laughs> yeah, well. That was the that was the classic old way, right? But like that movie so made a movie. That uh, movie's like ninety minutes. But but you know you, you always say you always say to yourself, where am I a storyteller and where am I letting the truth happen? You know. And so Scotty, you know, he did he did definitely contract the the contract. I like that. Yeah. Too. He, he definitely contracted the the the, the birth time. Far apart. 
But Why one of the things that happened was that, like, she I found a corner and she just, like, shoved herself into a corner and she just sat there. And so a lot of the movies just in this corner with her. And I was like, dude, you know, it's just in the home or? It's, yeah, it's in her home. Or yeah, yeah. in the alley or And I told him, I was like, it's kind of tough that she's in that corner. He's like, yeah, but that's what happens. You find, like, in the in, in the wild, you know, you find, like, no, you I, get under the there, tree and yeah, you just Yeah, but in the wild, there. most women die from the job. Is there, is there a backup plan? Like, all right, is there, like, an There usually is. There usually is. But, you know. Natural school. Like a, but that's what's so interesting. That's what's that so shit, interesting like about. That's what's so interesting about end of life, right? right. There, there so is no backup part. plan. Right. That's that's the, the backup plan is what is happening right well, there's now. There's totally man. a backup plan when you so, get born. So, so what's an end of life doula? A doctor, like the baby not die. An end of life doula <laughs> is a person who uh, um, uh, involves themselves in the process of dying with a family, not just active dying, months before and months afterwards. And they're there to, they're not there to give morphine. You let the hospice nurse do all that. They're there to sort of get people talking, get people communicating. They're there to make death. I'm going to say this real, real cool, honestly. Man. They're there to make death exactly like this room. Well, exactly like this right, room well, because it's that's because how in, I want it because in dominant culture in North America that it don't it don't work like that yeah, now funny, it does work like that in other me. places <laughs> yeah, yeah no right. he, I, 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 you Pat you make jokes I completely understand I totally what get you're that. saying yeah. you know I don't want to die you know wasting away somewhere I want to die alone like in a hospital bed right, I, I want right. to die like this on a podcast I'll be at your side but no I'm serious you know like and, and Alex it, is completely right that that you don't want you want to be who you are. You, you want, want to be, be levity. You want to be some camaraderie. Yeah. And let, let me say it like this: If you got the news and you called me up and said, "Hey, man, I got the news and and it's not and it's not looking good," and I got I've, the news. I've got I've heard I've heard it. I've heard that I've heard that uh, that something's going to take me and it's this thing. You know what I would yeah. say? My my doula work on that would be like, well, let's get that podcast going. Let's do it every day. Right. <laughs> that's 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 kind of the work. Oh, that's that's sort of what die. the work is. So yeah, if well. someone uh, uh, give us another example. Like, uh, well, an example would be, I mean, it's, it's, it's different in every style, right? Because, because every single person sort of uh, comes to this in their own way and they have their own hang-ups about it. But the main thing you're trying to do, it's not just for the person who's dying. You're actually trying to figure out who in the room, like, it's like the vibe. Like, I'm literally just going to compare it to this. Yeah. You're trying to find out who in the room doesn't want it to happen so much that they would rather lie about it. And then you're trying to massage that person and get them into the process. And, you know, it's obviously self-selecting. People aren't going to bring an end-of-life doula into their into their situation unless uh, they they really want to explore doing yeah, Some dying, people are private. Know? They just want to die in privacy, some people, right? Yeah, well, they know the real thing is they just don't want to die. Right. Um, right. Yeah, know, I, I mean, I've been thinking about it. And I, I, have, I have a feeling in my neck. And I, you know when you feel like, Something's over, and I'm like, shit. I've been smoking for thirty years. It's about fourteen. Right, it's about time, right? It's, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I, I'm not long right for the yard now. <laughs> and and uh, I'm like, I thought I'd be okay with it. I'm totally not. So Here's how much do you charge an hour? Is what <laughs> well, actually, I want to ask, what is that a long term commitment? Like, how do you commit to something? No, it's a very short term commitment. Well, do you do you sleep with these people? Do you, what you, you try live to with do, them? Like, what you try to do? You, the, the the process works a bunch of different ways. But the but the main thing you try to do is you try to get in early. So so if the family and if anybody Before in here is listening died. or thinking about this, the way you want to do it is, um, you you all want to come to the conclusion that we're not trying to. Um, we're not trying to get more time. We're not trying to like, okay, we're going to prolong it. But doctors say we can make it another we're so many to embr- months. Embrace You're going to actually yeah. say to yourself, no, we're not trying to do that. We're actually now dying. You know, we're dying. And you've got to say we're dying because here's the thing. 
uh, your relationship with the person's dying. This is one of the reasons why we, as the people yes. around the around the dying person, are, are struggling so much because what we're also afraid of the fact that a part of us is also going away right yeah. in front of us. Yeah. So part of what well, you do is right, you try the, to get the, in early. The fear of the world without your. your but if we could start self. working on this, if we could start working on this six months before, I mean, the very so best the doula situations. The best doula situations is when somebody says, "You know what? It's looking like a year," and then you can start work. A long time in advance. Right. And then you're able to start, you can put together legacy projects, you can do all sorts of stuff to actually start to elevate a sense of meaning, elevate a sense of where we're going and why. You're starting to turn the house into a boat. I mean, that's the most beautiful you're, thing. You're doing this in a charitable uh, way, or you get paid for this? Or? Oh, man, you know, I, it's, it's all... It's all fluid, you know. Yeah, you can make it a business, and and absolutely, it is a business. And if you do it full time professionally, it has to be a business. But right. you know, there are tons of people who are end of life doulas who've never even heard the word before, right? Doesn't they're it, people who just are good at at being with families. They should do it for their stuff, like storage wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go, exactly. How does it affect your own, uh, you know, psyche? When, when well, that's what it's, that's part of what it's all if, about. If, if if you're you know job is i guess you think you go on to some other place or you have no opinion about it oh oh you're talking about that that part of it saying if if you're if you're a full-time guy doing that is it isn't it doesn't it get depressing like in your own life or i mean or have you already thought about your own mortality enough here's what you want to hear what's depressing sure what's depressing is the amount of lying that you see What's not depressing is the fact that things die, because what happens is when you start getting intimate, and I do mean intimate with death, you start getting really excited about life. Those two things really start to happen together. The depressing thing. I forget what Mario's third eye just exploded. uh, (laughs) Alex. It was like a hitman. He goes, uh, you know, what was that? Christopher Walken or something? It's just dumb. You know, he goes, I forget what it was, but he goes, you got to do your walking. You know, when you're about to kill somebody. How what they would do to make their life thirty seconds longer than that or something? Oh yeah, now that's great. That's a really. I should actually go back and watch that because that's one of the things we're always worried about. I can't remember the. Yeah, but it's something like the problem is if you bargain for more time. Do you know what happens? So here's the deal. It's a devil's It's a devil's deal. It is because when you bargain for more time, all you're thinking about during that more time is the moreness, and the moreness takes away the time. Yeah, well, so be, it's being alive for like another thing. ten minutes is way better than. Uh, oh, but maybe not. What if? What if? Do what you fear if? death? Do you fear death? Oh, absolutely. And, and in fact, the thing is, the thing is, working with death and getting intimate doesn't make you better at it. It just makes you know it a little bit. Melissa, are you afraid of dying? I don't know. I haven't. I don't know if I've come to that. I could kill you right now. I could go. No, what? I feel like I always have a sense of urgency <laughs> when it comes say, to living. Yeah. So I feel yeah. good about that. That's good. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like you, you listen to my, Motorhead a lot, and Motorhead is like, you know, well, I don't think, I don't think, I, I don't think Lenny was that. He, so I saw one of the very last Motorhead shows, <sighs> yep, and um, it was really beautiful. The, the two other guys were really protecting Lemmy um, because he was, he he literally like let it go to the very end and was you know he playing knew. slower, yeah. but he that's how he wanted to go. Yeah. Um, okay, so all right, just he, want to mention something she said. Dying on stage as you could possibly get. She it. said, 100. "Let it go to the very end." Okay, that is a really nice phrase for what this wants, this process wants to be. But instead, what it usually is is holding on to the very end. And that's, of course, that's human that's nature. Kind of, well, it's human nature. And yet, why is it that in so many other cultures besides 
our culture, right. they know how to do this. That's why now, I see other people uh, who come here from their other we culture. Let their kids run right into the middle of Northern Boulevard. Yeah, uh, so life is fleeting. Uh, you know? uh, <laughs> Alex, Alex, I'm kind of cheap, so can you just come in when i got like five minutes left? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we can still make those five minutes count, man. Well, we can make them count. I have He's going to check out without I have two you. real experiences yeah. in this field. Uh, I have two I friends. Is any concern of the Asaros stopping talking? I, I, <laughs> it's good to have you back, Pat. My my son. I, uh, my worst nightmare is Mario's going to be no, my wake. This is true. About with Mets Mets shit. Some shit. You all know my good friend Ted. Yes. I have two experiences where yeah, you friends of mine here like got in touch with me through their family and said, "Look, so and so is in hospice, and they want to see you." Yeah. And both times when I, I drove a long distance for both of them, like yeah. four hours to one and another three hours to another place. Yeah. And after I left, we spoke, we talked, they opened their eyes. They had, And then the next day I get the call. I leave. It's like Ted passed. And the other one was uh, uh, Alvarez. Uh, I used to work with this guy. I can't Alberto, even remember his name. Alberto Alvarez. Yeah. Uh, so it's crazy. It's, like, it's almost like you have to. It's not like that we are losing part of them. It's like part of them has to live with us. That's, right. that's the way I that's think of it. That's a good way to put it, Barry. That's well, pretty, that's because pretty uh, Both profound, times that I left, it's like I, I hadn't seen them in years, and we braced, we, we held but hands, it, but, I stayed there but for the your day. Mind, is it more than selfishly for us to... Or, or or do you actually hold on to a part of that person? Yeah, you get the call, and they said he said, call Mario. And I, he had this picture that I drew of the whole gang uh, back when we worked together, and... His wife was there, and she said like, he wanted you to have this. And then the next day, they're gone. It's like it's eerie. It's like were they waiting just to uh, yeah. to see one more person? Are they waiting? You know, I think most of the time the people in hospice are waiting. They're not the ones who are worried. The ones around them are the worried. They're yeah, the I ones think who, who are embracing Listen, it. Listen, a doctor comes up to you and says you have uh, two weeks to live. You prepare yourself, or you know, three months to live. You prepare yourself for death as much as you can, but yeah. you can never be like you always want to just like. Well, then the next thing you say is... Except for you, Mario. Please don't visit me because... The next thing you say, though, is then you say, okay, well, and you're going to hear people say this, and this is what I want, if I I can impress anything on you, folks, here's what it is. Then you hear people say, well, he's doing, he's living as normal a life as possible under the circumstances. Fuck that. That's (laughs) not the point. That's not the point to live a normal life after you get that news. The point after you get that news, it's what we said at the beginning of the podcast, it's to let it change everything. Yeah. Let it change everything. Let it make let it make a fucking garage like yeah. this. That's part right. of what it's supposed to do. I mean, I'm do. not about to go hand gliding or anything like that. But, he uh, died doing what he, he loved, dying in a hospice after hand gliding. And, right. <laughs> but I'm not really so you, much concerned with myself. You know, I'm more worried about until the it people happens, around me. Say, you know, and that's... It, I don't want to say feel I would this be holding on, but... You know, I, I definitely don't want to check now, out now, on my kids, especially at this well, age. Oh, sure. No, Alex, since you have a young child, have you thought about, like, you could think about whatever you want to say to the kid at the end of it all, but, uh, I mean, it's never going to play out like you think it's going to happen. Right. So, 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 so this is good. This is so much good stuff we got going here. So here's the thing. First of all, the first thing I'm going to say is when do you start to die? Uh, from, the moment, from the moment you're born. That's a very common answer. Now, if, if wrong, if that if that was true, but it is true. If that was true, wait, wait, yeah. just, just let me say this. If that was true, then you would go to somebody who is dying, who is losing about you know five pounds a day every day to the point where they're almost skin and bones. You'd look into their right. dying eyes and right. you'd say, "Hey, man, me too." Now you're not going to do that okay. because the truth is, you don't actually. Tommy might. 
<laughs> You're not going to say to somebody, yeah, man, I got you. I'm with you, man. I'm dying too, right? Something else is happening to that person that isn't happening. Sure. And the truth is... Completely separate. Well, you, you're talking about time, advanced death, though. But, all right, go ahead. Uh, well, what I mean is... Advanced there's death. A, I'm talking about, let's not even talk about advanced death. Now let's talk about before all the weight's fallen off. Right. Let's say early early stages. You've gotten the news. The thing, your your first reaction when somebody gets the news, your mom, your dad, is not to go up to them and say, don't oh, worry, I'm dying too. Right. The truth is, until until somebody sits in front of you and says, hey, this is it. This is the thing. And it's going to get you. That moment of finding that out, that's actually the beginning. And that's the moment that changes. So when people have that experience, something happens for them that all of us in this room, we don't get to know about what that's like. So yet. you're saying it's from the news. Well, isn't I it think kind it of, is from the news. I'm yeah. saying, isn't it kind of a, when, when you finally come to that realization and you're able to say that out loud, isn't it kind of a freeing thing? You would want it to be, but the truth is, for people that, that it happens to, it's not just immediately freeing. It has so much dimensionality to it. Some days are terrible. Some days are totally free. Some days have it has this crazy variability to it. But I think one of the things that's really powerful that I want to get back to what you said is that you said, is it for us? When you're talking to Mario, you said, is it for us? And that's a real good question. Like... The death of a person and grief. In our culture, we've decided that's about the living. That's about the living. Like, I have to deal with these feelings that I have about this person that's lost. And and I can't. And, and things will be better when I feel better, you know. But what we need it's to do. sort of selfishness. It know? is a bit. And if we start to work with grief as opposed to comparing grief to pain. If you started to say that grief is literally is love it's actually love it's actually a form of love or if or praise let's say desperation well desperation is also love what what happens when you fall in love and you're 13 years old and uh, the girl it's breaks totally up and laces in long right? island <laughs> so that feeling this thing yeah, that we worship called love and then this thing that we despair called grief the truth is you got to start to figure out the way in which they're the same thing and and, and that can really transform is there a way it. to not make it about yourself or is, is right. it, it's to make it about yourself to keep the person's legacy well think about what have you learned about love in your life i mean you know we Ugh, start we start, but we start out we start out making love completely about ourselves when we're a teenager i've right? never made love oh, sorry oh, oh go ahead started when she wouldn't do that, <laughs> couple I see that. but when you get but when you start to yeah, learn about sure. real love in your life yeah. and you start to learn about what it means to really actually take in another person's life and pain and consideration and all of that stuff that that is grief. That that kind of love is actually the praise of grieving somebody. And if you start to see grief as a way of actually doing homage to somebody, actually giving the dead person a thing, giving them something, giving them your tears, giving them your grief, that that completely transforms so is that grief, grief as a catharsis wow. uh, in in your life is is not selfish i guess when someone you know because well it can be selfish if you th if you frame it that way right i mean what else is selfishness no, is how we frame it shit I, I don't think it is i just keep 
bringing it up for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there when you die, Joe. Is the, is the, I, listen, I swear <laughs> to God, I will outlive you. <laughs> long after. If I it's the swear last to God, I will outlive you. You will ask for the last thing. You will ask for five minutes. And if you put any baseball match shit in my fucking coffin, I'm going to come back and haunt your ass. <laughs> I will like come to hospice. Know. You will ask for me. And then the next day you know, you will die. <laughs> Kiss of death. I never visit anyone in the hospital. It's horrible. I'm a oh, terrible yeah. person. I, I I can't like face it. Yeah, that was me. That that was my whole life. I didn't never been to any of my grandparents' funerals. Put it that way. That's that's how much that's how oh, much I, I was not good at this. Shit. <laughs> oh, I couldn't do it. I oh, couldn't yeah? visit. I couldn't do nothing. No, uh, that they, that I got no problem with. No, man. It's like I can see hospital, you, man. It's the hospital. It's the, it's it's like the environment the, of it. It's it's all that shit, man. It's the, it's the uh, dehumanization of the experience. It's, it's like the marionette. Puppetry right before oh, that, sure. that I'm out with. Once you're dead, I'm in. I, I, I show up in a suit, go to the bar across the street, and give a fuck. In give the words of Jello Biafra, have have you ever been a a, a near death uh, doula and the person just end up not dying at all and just continue to go on? Like you know what? I'm feeling pretty Wait, good no, after no all. refunds. Big bait and switch. Well, so like so like my my hero my I think hero you're dying. What are you talking about? My hero know. is this you old doula. This this old dead Russian dude named <laughs> Fyodor Dostoevsky. He's my man. I know that dude. Uh, he wrote now, a book. Or now, he right? wrote a book or two. But the main thing that happened oh, to him was he was condemned by the czar to be shot. Right. And he went and he stood in front of a firing lucky. squad, and they cocked their guns. And in the last fucking moment. Somebody said, oh, wait, no, these 10 guys, they shot a bunch of guys, and they said, oh, these 10 guys, we're going to – actually, these guys are fine to go. Now, that is a different deal. Like, if you get the news, oh, and then the news rugged. pulls back. Right, yeah. for a month they're telling you to get that's a shot. That's a whole other thing, man. Yeah. That's I, a whole other thing. I think I had movie. that moment on the way over here tonight. Somebody just swerved their car right in front of me on the Whitestone Bridge. And <laughs> oh, shit. I thought you, that was it. This is like a, you bye guys bye live Rye Pulp Rye. Fiction every day, apparently. I made it. Oh, that's I made rough. it, and things are different. Well, that's now. just psychological torture. Whether you, oh, yeah, you're going to die. It is, or or or. And here's the thing you asked earlier. That, my friends, you asked about freedom. That I did not ask about. Might be freedom. <laughs> <laughs> that might be freedom. Like we talk about freedom yeah. as being when you get the news, and that's not usually the truth. Right. Well, the truth is, it's when you get the news, and suddenly the news like reverses. Well, you ever read then Ash Kutcher's like, song? It's about a million pages long. Great book. I had song. a uh, Gary Glitter goes. Uh, oh, Gary Glitter. <laughs> Gary Gilmore. I had a. He's a pedophile. Gary Gary uh, Gilmore is just a murderer. Oh boy, yeah. And he's like, listen, man. He goes, uh, "F you guys. I want to be a. I want to be an electric chair, a hung or whatever it was. I forget. It's been a while. Wow. I had a. And you know. So I'm ready to die. I'm also drunk. I'm ready now. What if we're all just ghosts here? I'll I mean, this you. feels like a ghost. This feels yeah. like a ghost world. Listen, if, if you right knew now. how many lists we had, you, you'd know we're all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the quality of, of, of guests and the number of listeners. That's ghost. That's right, ghostly. Right. I like we had that. DMC 174 people. So speaking <laughs> of ghostly, uh, talk about your new project. Uh, wait, wait, what, well, me? not new because you did it last year also. Uh, Oh, with uh, oh, with with less. silent picture, yeah, with uh, my uh, my people at work, uh, my oh, Foley yeah. people. 
Well, that's good because Less that's because that's straight up ghost. That's all. Cra- yes, that's all yeah, over. Ghost unsilent thing. picture. You made a silent film and you did the score for it too, didn't? you? Well, I did. Uh, I didn't do the score. Uh, one one of my very close friends in New Orleans, Aurora Nealon, did the score. But I but I helped facilitate it and I and I kind of you know we we, we did some of it together. But but yeah. she's the composer for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was a kind of interesting thing because I grew up uh, obsessed with silent films. I just thought that they were the best thing in the world. I, when you watch silent film, the real era of silent film, you start to realize that film is a um, visual medium. Now, I'm a fu- <laughs> is it really? I'm a funny guy I've been to say listening that. to it like an idiot. I'm a funny guy to say that because as you, as, as, yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, here's, I have a, a, here's a, here's a clip from a unsilent film with Bill Irwin the Clown. <laughs> it's actually sounded like something like <laughs> it's that. It's the only player piano. That's nice. Clip I have well, anyway, yeah, the, it uh, you get you start to realize that film's a visual I- medium. Later on, <laughs> when did you start to realize? Well, that wh- film wh- is a visual oh. medium. Well, when you grow up like me, a musician, <laughs> and you think you think of everything in terms of how it sounds, and you dimension right. every dimensionalize everything in terms of how it sounds, right? Then, like, you think of film as a sound thing. I mean, I grew up watching Apocalypse Now, which is a film that you listen to as much as you Never see. Never heard of it. You know? Right, there you go. Um, but uh, when you start to kind of see film as a visual thing, like really a visual thing, like take away the sound, and it's just pictures. It's literally just pictures. They call sure. them pictures. Moving you know? pictures. This was an amazing thing. You had just regular pictures, and all of a sudden they and start moving. Moving pictures. Moving. Like, they were alive. The they were alive, like Frankenstein. There was you know? nothing to do. There was no drugs. Terrifying. Like no drink. Terrifying. They jumped up when that train came at them and they ran because they thought the train was coming through the fucking theater, man. Like, yeah. it's an amazing thing. So there's something very elemental, especially if you're a filmmaker. You, I, I'd say every filmmaker, all of the two filmmakers listening right now, they, they need to know if you don't make a silent film, you know, you haven't, you, you know, you haven't tripped acid the way you need to. How long like, did it you know. take you to make a silent film? Oh man, six days. Yeah, it was and, short. And, no, it was. It took a while. What is, is it, What is the uh, film you're most proud of? Oh, it would be. It would definitely be Walden. It's definitely the one yeah. that's coming out in a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. Can yeah. I suggest that we take a, a short break? I love and a come break. Back and talk movies. Yes, we should totally take a break. Please, day, man. Please. Alex is the best guest ever. Not at all. We got a lot of things to talk about. Let's uh, take a break. And uh, you know what, Alex? I have uh, some songs uh, that from because you're so prolific. Oh, you're gonna uh, do assassins. Well, actually, what you want? You know, three thousand jazz assassins? No, I'll take five. <laughs> well, you said you're going to play some music, but I asked Alex to bring uh, an instrument and play some music. Well, we'll talk about that later, oh, right? Really? We'll do that. We'll, we'll do that, that after. Yeah, so maybe run, after run the, break, run, run the music. Let's All right, hang. What song? No, you're he's talking not about fading out. Play, what yeah. song do I suggest we listen to? Well, I only have three. You, I have whatever you want, there, man. I have King of Oh, sorry. You got any Eddie money? Yes, please. Do I? I celebrate his whole catalog. I have, uh, by the way, rest in peace, Eddie Money. Eddie Money. I don't want to make a joke out of it. I'm, you know, I'm sick of making a joke out of people's pain. I'm well, sick of it. You should see my friend. It's not that funny. It's not fu- a funny thing to do. Make fun of Mario's pain for the you know, seven years. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So let's play a song, Alex. Uh, Three thousand jazz assassins. We'll take. We'll do five thousand jazz assassins on red, please. All right. Here is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way. Um, What's the uh, song that you have? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to screw up the pronunciation of it. Uh, uh, Tamar? Oh, Tamar? Tamar Korn. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, How did you find her? Her voice Oh, my God. She was just... I just I just took my son to uh, the Old Tone Music Festival up in Hillsdale, New York, and Tamar did 
an amazing several sets there. Can I play and boy, that? That's the uh, oh, please. What's the name of the song? Uh, the the one that Tamar sings on is um, "What's the Reason uh, I'm Not Pleasing You." Well, here we go. Here's what's the reason I'm not pleasing you. And, we uh, we'll be back right after this with Alex Harvey and Melissa Spaulding and everyone else. Thank you. I think that's dead air, and I just screwed the whole thing up. Let's see what happens here, and uh, here's some more music from Alex Harvey. We'll be back after this live in the Broadway. I'm the king of rock. Wait, that's running up seat. Well, we'll listen to that. call me to my kingdom. You must choose fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. I like this song better. I think it's Alright, I 
can't find it, but uh, we'll be back after that. My, 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 how the hours do fly Whenever you and I are together Now I know it's late But why must you leave so soon? Just a puff or two or three 
I'm in a sentimental sort of a mood I hope that you'd agree from the Rochester Radio Nope. We're going to be back uh, in a couple minutes with Alex Harvey and Melissa Spaulding. And I would like, uh, you know, if you want to hear a fun story about 9-11, and when I think about 9-11, I think about fun. But this is the most Queens thing you ever heard in your life. It's uh, Chris DiStefano, Stefano, however you pronounce it. But great story. Oh, my God. It's very, Another it's just the most Queens oh. thing you ever heard in your life. Oh, my God. It's a God. true story. And we'll be back after this. this. Comedy on 9-11, you pieces of shit. I mean, absolute fucking garbage. You want to laugh? What are you, ISIS? What the fuck? Go home. Do people not get it? Do you not get it? In the back of the comedy club, somebody offered me hummus. I was like, not today. Not today. I'll just wait. It's terrible. I'll take it 364 days of the year. Not today! <laughs> this kid's triggered. What? Shut up, Bill. <laughs> the fuck up. Ladies. Um, were you there? Where were you? 9-11. Fucking Connecticut? Where were you? Chicago. Fuck you. <laughs> Not even close. I was here, goddammit. True story. I, um, let's make it fun. Um, you know, my mother, she worked in the second tower that was hit. Survived, thank God. But uh, I went to an all-boy Catholic high school. You know, they came in, they told us, hey, boys, the towers were hit. And, you know, I didn't know if my mother was fucking dead or alive. So I started to cry. I have, you know, I was on steroids. Um, I was 17. I was exper- experimenting with Winstrel. And um, so I was on steroids. I had puffy nipples, which I still do. But now I'm on keto, so fuck you. Um, and uh, I'm drunk right now. Uh, but vodka sodas, Tito's, it's gluten-free, it's keto. Vinny Guadagnino, the keto guido, said I could do it. Um, so, but I am ripped. Um, what are you gonna do? I took a, I drank a fucking vodka soda and had a Claritin D. I'm ready to suck a dick. Um, what it is? You know how it is. You give me an antihistamine and some liquor. I'm tucking, you know. So, true story. So comment. This is all true. I'm not lying. Fucking, you know. So, the. It happens. Towers go down. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I haven't heard from my fucking mom. So I start to cry. 
right? I just start to cry and get emotional because, you know, I'm fucking flipping out. It's my mom. I'm on steroids. I'm 17, you know? I don't know what to do. So this kid, Frank, starts to laugh at me. So I broke a chair right over his head. Just immediately just fucking knocked this kid unconscious. All boy Catholic high school. I mean, you would get detention for having a top button unbuttoned. I just put a kid in a legit coma. I'm done, okay? So Tuesday, that was Tuesday, 9-11. Wednesday, all New York City schools are closed. Thursday, I, I was expelled on Tuesday, BTW. Um, threw me right out. And then... Uh, and then, and then my mother was okay. I can't get in touch with her. I finally get home to my house in Brooklyn and I see my mom. She opens the door. When I get there, I genuinely thought it was a ghost. I'm like, oh my God, whatever. And she has blood all over her knee. I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck happened? She's like, I fell off the bus in Brooklyn. I'm like, how did you survive 9-11 and then you fell off the bus? What the fuck are you doing? This is not, Jesus Christ, lady. I mean, come on. You fell off the bus, but she did. So, whatever, she's fine. I don't tell anybody what happened. This is all true, what I'm telling you. I don't tell anybody what happened. And uh, Wednesday, school's closed. Thursday, I just show up back at my high school like I didn't just put somebody in a coma. I just walk right back in, and Brother Rob, who's a Catholic high school, Brother Rob's like, Stefano, you're expelled. I was like, oh, I forgot, you know? He was like, never forget. I was like, I forgot. Um, <laughs> so, what are you going to do? So, I forgot that I killed somebody and I still had this fucking molar in my shoe. But, so my father, here's what you need to know about my father, Tony Stefano, a.k.a. Tony Balls with his Z. He was a criminal. Truly a criminal throughout my life. Like, I'm not, like, not weekend in jail. I'm talking about federally prosecuted, federally convicted, for real Z's inmate, okay? Like, bad, and you know, he's like, they got the wrong guy. I'm like, here's the thing. No, they didn't, okay? 100% nailed it. You're the right guy. You're a dirtbag. So, <laughs> so, that's my father. Like, an ex-legit criminal. Like, where he just doesn't, like, he's, you know? So I call my father, true, Thursday morning, September 13th, call my father, I'm like, Dad, I have bad news, I'm like, um, I was expelled from school, I know I dishonored the family, um, I'm really sorry, but I was expelled. He goes, here's the good news, no you weren't. I'm like, no, but I was. He goes, I'm going to come down there, I'm going to negotiate. I was like, oh my God, please don't come down here. My dad lives on Staten Island. If you're not from New York, I went to a high school in Queens. My dad's from Staten Island. That's like an hour and a half with traffic. Okay, Thursday morning. My dad gets there in 30 minutes. 30 minutes, he shows up. I'll never forget. New York Yankees batting practice jacket, shorts, flip-flops, a chain that's Jesus' actual height and weight in gold, full fucking extra-large cup of coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. Just... Walking in, I swear to God, I just walks in, and he's, he's like, we're going to take care of this. I'm like, oh, my God. So, so, I'm 17 years old. So, you have to get a meeting with the principal of a high school. Like, you can't just walk in. There's a secretary. There's a whole thing. It's a national tragedy. I mean, people got questions. And, and, and my dad... 
walks past the secretary, just walks into the principal's office. The principal was on the phone. I'll never forget this. He's on the phone, and my dad goes, hey, can I talk to you? And the principal's like, sir, I'm on the phone. My dad hangs up the phone. And he goes, look at that, whoop de doo now you're not on the phone. Like it was a fucking magic trick. Like he's David Copperfield, just hangs it up. I'm like, what's happening? So my dad goes, because again, my dad's a criminal. So he uses criminal language. That's just how he speaks to people. He goes, my son allegedly hit somebody in the head with the chair and we'd like to plead not guilty. So the principal is like, this isn't a court of law. We have video evidence of your son hitting somebody in the head with a chair. He's guilty and he's expelled. And my dad goes, there's gotta be another way. And the principal goes, sir, there's no other way. So my dad rolls a wad of cash that he just pulled out of his pocket, out of a rubber band, just rolled it out and goes, is there another way? And the principal goes, are you gonna bribe a man of God? And my dad goes, I lost God September 21st, 1979. Now, I don't know what that means, but I know he was in prison. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking it was a shower situation. So, I don't wanna get ahead of myself. But I think something went down in the showers. And he lost God. And, yeah, God may be hiding his butthole. I don't know what's happening. But, my dad goes, I lost God. So the principal's like, well, he's expelled. My dad goes, it's got to be the other way. And the principal goes, sir, there's no other way. So my dad finally says, let's just think of a plan, man to man. What could there, could there be another way? And then the principal, I get it. It's just like, this guy doesn't know who my father is. He doesn't know what's going on. He's got a lot of shit on his mind. So the principal finally says to my father, he goes, sir, are you stupid? There's no other way. So my dad, he starts looking up the ceiling and laughing. My dad goes, ha, 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 ha. He goes, Chrissy, did this guy just call me fucking stupid? And I was like, no habla inglés. No habla inglés. Yo no sé. And then my dad goes, Chrissy, lock the fucking door. Anytime my dad call me by my transgender name, I fucking knew that shit was about to pop off, so I tucked it back, and I locked that fucking door. Because I'm daddy's little princess, and I know what daddy wants. <laughs> all true. This is all true. I'm fucking hammered right now. So... My father... My father says to the, the principal, he goes, now you got two options. He goes, the second option is really going to suck for you. He goes, here's the first option. You put my son back in school. Easy fucking breeze. He goes, the second option, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to break both the kneecaps. He goes, cause I'm, he goes, I'll call the police right now. I'll give them my social security number, my name, my address. He goes, I'd rather go to jail 
for the rest of my life, then you throw him out and me have to listen to his mother's fucking mouth for the rest of my life. He goes, either way I'm in prison, I'd rather be in actual jail with my friends. There you go. He goes, with my friends. I go, so the choice is yours. And it's so, because I was still tucked back on the first option, when he said, just put my son back in school, easy breezy, in my head I went, beautiful cover girl. Um, Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> then the principal just put me right back into high school. I mean, you can't imagine how quick this guy was just forgot about that. I put somebody in a coma. Forgot about all the problems I had. He just put me right back into school. And then, hand to God, the end of, by the end of the school year, the principal, I believe, was making deliveries for my father. I believe there was a couple times I saw my dad come in with a brown paper bag full of who knows what, and the principal put it underneath his fucking brother robe and just delivered it to who needed it. So, the moral of the story is Trump 2020. Um, no, I wouldn't vote for him, but my dad did. Um, you knew that, though. No, he can't vote. He's a fucking crazy. I almost had Trump. Uh, <laughs> for a second, that was amazing. He's like, I voted for Trump. I'm like, right. yeah, you did it. Shut you up, know what? Dad. I know how the it law wasn't works. That funny. You fucking scumbag. Redo Mario's bullshit. I'll plug yourself in. I don't know. Why don't you, if you're going to plug something in, why don't you be here when you plug it out? Thank you, everybody. It's live from the garage uh, here on Radio Nope. Yeah, you can hear us every Friday night or most Friday nights. Thanks. Next week, we have Conan Neutron. The week after that, September 27th. Uh, Exciting. Who do we have, Tom? After that, we have uh, Sid Barrett. No, that's I the guy. I hear nothing now. <laughs> yeah, everyone good? Be quiet. Trying to do a show here, man. Yeah, we got Sid from LaSave Fav and uh, yeah, Seth Meyers' HG band. He's the bass player in Seth Meyers' band. It's pretty crazy. That's nutty. We have a lot in common, me and him. Actually, I saw Seth Myers on the train once. Melissa, you do too, actually, right? You the, know Seth Myers too? I've never met him. I've been to the show once. Oh, yeah? How'd that guy, what? My buddy Eric is the producer for the show. And he also books Eric, the, the guy uh, with the beard, who's like the Viking-looking dude? Yeah, Lederman. Yeah. That guy's Hi, Eric. Guess, oh, no, it? not Lederman. I, I'm Come thinking, on the show. I think Eric Mo- Molly, is that his name? Oh, God. I told him to call into the show no, later. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Oh, my He's God. hysterical. Yeah. I hung out. Eric Molly's not hysterical. Yeah, he is. I met him. You he met him? He was the sound man. Yeah, in ATP. He's a mind. Wow. We played poker, and oh he is terrible at poker. So <laughs> I believe that. We're playing with Steve Albini, and I know how to play poker, and... Steve is like, this is the greatest thing ever because it's a bunch of people who want to play with Steve. He's just taking their money. Yep. And he was one of them. And he borrowed money off me because he busted out. I didn't know you know him. Yeah. and I'm a, He gave me his card. I'm like, I, I, listen, man, you owe me money. I'm going to come after you. Yeah, he lives in a van. <laughs> I actually hung out with him in uh, Colorado recently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody, all the Eric's He wasn't calling. your boyfriend or something, right? No, no. They're just tight. I think he wants to be my boyfriend. <laughs> you but, think? Um, yeah. oh, come on, there's a list. He, uh, He's not. Yeah. But he is endearing to me, and I, I like sweet. when he's around. He's going to be, he's coming to Chicago, like, you think I guess fun, when man. I come back, he'll be there. Take a ticket. 
Uh, <laughs> Do you hang out with them in Chicago? You guys, I don't have a boyfriend. No, listen, come you on. guys see my Tinder Leave stories, Melissa alone. Right? Well, there's a woman on the show. Everyone's like, ah. Sean, do you know about... Relax, Mel- everybody. <laughs> no, this is fine. Sean, <laughs> do, do, <laughs> do you know about Melissa's Tinder stories? I, I, Who follows know, me on the internet? Uh, before, yeah, Tommy a long does, time ago, when I was on the Instagram. There, I saw it was fucking hilarious. Like, right. So I do it all the time. She still does it. There's a bunch of like, uh, I guess, guys that Melissa puts on, uh, looks at uh, on Tinder, and then she adds her own comments to these poor guys. Like, there's a, guys are like on there. Like, one guy's holding a raccoon, the other guy's upside <laughs> down on a roller coaster. It's like, what are people? What are guys doing? I feel so it's bad for these women. There's, like there's some guys are like, oh, he's like saving a rabbit. You're like, oh, I like that. They're just trying to get your attention. Are you man. on Tinder and you you don't have a boyfriend? So and I'm on all at, the dating how come, apps. What is the cutoff? Age-wise. The, there's no age. In fact, I've, I've only ever really Bullshit. been interested in guys that were at least my age or older. Mm. But now recently, I'm hanging out with guys that are younger than me. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Old 30, 30, but it's weird to make a reference to something they don't get. And I'm like, oh. How old are you, 28? I'm 35. <laughs> they don't get your jerky boys in person. There's totally a cutoff. <laughs> I'm right at the cutoff. I think. But like, right I'm hanging out with this guy who's 29 <laughs> right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Like, loosely. Like, he's... I can't even say He's loosely He only wants to hang out with me during the day. He only wants to get coffee. <laughs> oh, I swear shit. to God. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? Let's like, just, totally, he, can we just have sex already? Like, what's <laughs> happening? So now working at a bar, it must be like, you know. You know what? It's a bunch of people drunk think and guys drunk. Yeah. Right. But people that's think terrible that place like, to oh, pick you, up dudes, right? It really is. I mean, Because you're stuck there. And then if I'm you say there. no, they keep coming back. No, you know, a lot of... You can't does, leave because you're guys, Does that so, happen? You get cornered by people? No, there? I just walk away. Right, good. Right. No, no, no. It's not like that at walk all. Walk away. Like, you're at the bar. Whenever I'm go? given a back? number to a guy at the bar, he, 99% of the time, does not call me. Really? Yeah. What are they, scared? I think it's like some weird conquest. It's like, oh, I got this chick's number. But I, really, I don't ever... And now I just don't even get my number out at all. So when a guy's like, hey, can I get... I'm like, you know what? I just... You want my number? Just come back. Right, next week right. you know and, and then it. like if we chill and we're vibing again like i'll give you my number cool. but cool are you having a hard time finding love in chicago or is it are you picky or i mean everyone should be uh, not as hard time as pat trying to pass his mic <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know if i'm maybe i'm picky i mean well, you should be i, I mean, guess maybe yes question i take that back um but yeah i i date i'm dating i'm looking for love <laughs> and um <laughs> I'm and, excited uh, about the way, it. Melissa's You're number looking is uh, three looking zero one five five four. Yeah, <laughs> no, my number is nine one one. Everybody, <laughs> emergency love. Uh, but yeah, I haven't really been interested in a boyfriend until like a year ago. Like right. when, like I look back when I lived here and there was just like guys everywhere and like I just was I couldn't care less. Yeah, blinders Isn't it on. Annoying Blind, when you're like I just sober and you're and you're at work and like there's a bunch of drunk guys and like it's hard to meet a guy that like unless he's like and then you get the one guy reading like faust it's it's the guy pairs of glasses the like, guys oh, that i'm into right. is they're never going to ask the bartender out like that you know the guy like is never going to ask the bartender out who's your ideal date is it lemmy no rob halford it's my ideal Ted rob Nugent. halford <laughs> so like howard All right, you, guys. you like to boogie I love the boogie, but I, I'm not <laughs> really into the band? rock and roller dudes anymore because right. like none really? of that's worked out for so me. You're like a yeah. nor- normal guy, I like a normal a normal guy who's into something. I like Isn't guys that like th- work with their hands, like guys that build stuff, like 
you know that that turns me on somebody yeah. that can like fix stuff and like make I things no and like that. just whoever you greasy know, somebody, auto mechanic yeah you know I, I, I like that kind of thing i like the blue collar type well I, you know completely unrelated the other night the water was coming up in my basement <laughs> and I, I knocked the sewer cap off and i pulled out a lump of shit and toilet paper and i said to my i go now that's plumbing and the water started running is that, ain't that do anything for you <laughs> tell her the part about how you found that's the wrench that you left in the pipe the last oh. time you were in it <laughs> i opened the fucking sewer trap up i'd left a wrench for myself stop it future john hulahan i was like back to the future looking out for yourself i'm like it was it was set that it was all rusty i'm like oh, fucking hey and then uh Pat told me, he's like, hey, man, uh, th- those things aren't threaded. I'm like, you're damn right they are. It took, <laughs> took me like 20 minutes to figure that out. You just Some pro. those things up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You're like, yeah. I meant to do that. I did. You guys are all Bob Vila over here. We're trying. Tommy's wow. fixing Tommy, the house. But, uh, Tommy, like you would never think in a million years the guy would be handy, but God bless him. He's figured it Swinging out. I'm motivated, dude. I'm so surprised you have two arms right now. <laughs> One's broken. <but> Ten fingers. <laughs> it's out of here. His work's going to be a lot more famous than ours after the collapse. All right. You're listening to <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say right angles are my friend. You know? He's on the cover of every paper. We're here with Melissa Spalding and also Alex Harvey, the great Alex Harvey. Yeah, and yeah. Melissa, great Melissa. Thank you, Alex and Melissa, for joining us. It's very nice of you guys. Happy to be here. We're just talking about collapse. If you don't know Alex, he uh, he's done nothing else but be the guy with the banjo in the Geico commercials, and he totally sold out. So, Alex, last we were talking, we were talking about your movie, your movie projects. Let's let's continue on that a little bit. Uh, Sure. (laughs) First, who stole my cigarettes? And your microphone. Go ahead, Alex, please. Um, well, so yeah, you know there are these things. You get a check in the mail from Geico every day. Oh, I did for a while, man. Son of a bitch. Boy, that changed everything. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's a nice segue because bike? because I I, I uh, the the getting into uh, f- filmmaking requires m- several years of making no no money at all. Uh, it was very convenient that I was jumping over to film right nice. when I got that. It just happened by chance. Right. It just like, happened by complete chance. Like, it was very strange. Yes, it's weird. Though. Yes. What attracted you to film in the first place? You didn't actually play the banjo in the commercial. Did you? He found out it was a visual medium. Many complex questions. You get the once. Br- all at once. It's now we're drunk. But I told you that there's no such thing as multitasking. So That's I'm just going to be bouncing now. Um, I like our talk words talking about death listen that's the greatest thing about the show i, I sit here and talk, i don't give a f- goddamn shit what you do for a living I sit here and talk about death absolutely talk about life it's horrible or talk about talking which is one of my favorite subjects yeah is it? talking itself alex can i ask you where your passion came from about death and the sense of urgency to maybe help like what where did that come from yeah um well it just came from the fact that i uh, i grew up doing the theater i was i was in theater i i acted for many years and then i started making theater as a director and um and the theater is a great place to learn about death because what happens with theater is a live event happens and then it's fucking over i mean it ends really hard and uh, as a musician uh, that wasn't so much the case because I grew up playing music and people would put a microphone in my face and they would hold the performance for years and they'd throw it in my face they say look it still exists but the truth is when you do uh, when you do live events 
you start learning about endings and um, you start actually having endings be a part of your life a lot, especially if you do a lot of live events. And so you start getting kind of into the notion of endings. It kind of it's kind of exciting. Uh, you were talking about the way in which um, uh, the way in which manual work turns you on. Um, well, I'll tell you what turns me on. Endings. Endings turns me on. Like Weird. <laughs> the fact that things end completely, just stop, just stop happening. That's a big turn on for me. And I realized that. And I realized that uh, a long time ago. So somehow that uh, has morphed into whatever it is. Now. So death turns you on. Well, not death exactly. Just the fact that things don't last. I guess that's death. So you're but motivated by it and you're inspired by it. Yeah. It, 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 I, I, well, do you think, Melissa, that you would be able to... Um, are, you, are you guys able to act before you experience like a serious tragic death in your life or or is that you know what do you mean by act if you're in a play let's say oh oh oh, oh yeah as as you are the play is it, it, it did is you it give him another one of those vodkas <laughs> <laughs> really, this spinning. is the last time i this do is acid you're spinning before. out brother <laughs> this is your spinning out the way, my brother. Like, really queen's action the acid I mean, is it is, without the life experience, I guess, is what I'm saying. Before anyone dies, like in your life, before you, you know, your parents die, before you, you have a great tragedy, is it possible to, is Absolutely. it easier or harder to reach down and, and pull that out? Yeah, it's, it's, it's. And by the way, reach down and pull this out. I'm just, right, exactly. Right. There's right. that. That's that guy that likes to work with his hands. You're referring to right now. Reach down and pull this out. It's Pat's favorite poison. Calloused right hands. Calloused hands. The calloused hands of endings. Cold, calloused that's be dead my, hands. That's going to be my novel, The Calloused Hands of Endings. No. I like that. I got something out that's of this my podcast. my favorite that's, Celtic that's, that's Frost record. Wait, yeah. the you know cigarettes have been found. Uh, he's asking. He, I think he's question. asking. I'm I think he's asking. Life experience. I'm going to hard- throw this out. I'm going to throw this out as Go an ahead. interpretation of yes. what you're asking. Yeah. I think you're asking: Is there a way to be present until before something has crushed you into the present moment? Yeah. And I think that's a really good question. And you I would say I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I will tell you that, like. I remember one present moment, which was I was in a car crash once. I flipped a car over, and um, I was going about seventy miles an hour on I seventy. Yeah, I was driving. We were listening. Stupid. We were listening to Steve Reich, and I, it was ridiculous. So you hit the divider in the middle. That's how it only was way you so stupid. No, it was ice. It was ice. It was yeah, ice. Okay. It was. It was uh, New Year's Eve, uh, two thousand nine. Right. You were sober. Uh, I was dead sober and one of my hmm. best friends was sitting uh, sitting to my right and we were going to the biggest New Year's Eve party ever which I was throwing in Vail, Colorado and I will tell you this <laughs> and I will tell you this it, it was wow. it was it was you in know, the middle of the afternoon this, the biggest New Year's Eve party in the country is in Vail, Colorado I, I hope this motherfucker is listening because I told him to listen this is one of my this is my, one of my neuroscientists friends and, just and, and the, car, the car started to slip and I realized that I was losing control of the car and I looked over to him the way I'm looking over to Mario now, and I shared this look with him. I'm looking at you right now. 
And the look was that quick. It was so fast. And before you knew it, that car was gone. I know. And I will tell you right now, we were fine. The car flipped over, and then it flipped back in the right direction. And and, (laughs) And it kept driving. It drove on. Well, no, it it slid into the (laughs) ditch. Big time slid into the ditch. But one of the things that happened right afterwards is I was like, that motherfucking shit was the realest thing that's ever happened to me. But I will tell you something. That'll wake you up, man. No, it woke me up afterwards. But yeah. one of the things that didn't happen is that while it was happening, I did not, um, I did not know it was happening. It was as if God reached out, grabbed me by the shoulders, and shook me really quickly. And then suddenly, the whole thing was over. And I was thinking to myself afterwards, I was so amazed that it was so quick that I called one of my best friends and I said, "Hey, I want to tell you everything that happened here because I think I'm going to start to make this moment more important later." Yeah. And that's what happened. Several days later, I was like, "Oh, my life flashed before my eyes. All that was bullshit. All that was a lie." Really? The truth is, the truth is, the present moment is exactly a, a length of zero. See, I've been in. I've been in a lot of car accidents, and was I driving? It doesn't happen quick at all. I had way more time to be like, "Oh, this sucks. This sucks. How fast? Oh, this How is fast? gonna suck. This is gonna suck." And uh, it didn't have a quick at all, like they say. Well, I have a theory, John. Oh, I, have a, this sucks. I have a theory about that because you're always anticipating accidents. When you drive That's with right. me, it's like, I have a third eye. So you're 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 already the accident has happened in your mind before the accident even happens. That's right. That's why I saved you like ten million times. Because <laughs> I, I see, drive by myself is a, a mystery. I see people not paying attention, and I'm not only talking about you, but the other people. <laughs> I see it happening. I see a bicycle. See everyone else's third eye. Super yeah. anxiety in the city. A kid on a scooter. A guy on a bike going the wrong way. The red light. I'm, I'm like, I, I gotta look away. I gotta get away because I know like what's gonna happen. It never happens, but yeah. But here's the deal. Like when you're actually inside of it, the length is zero. You don't fucking know what's happening. It's so fast. And the reason yeah. why is because the actual present moment is. The moment that you say now, like if you guys were to say now, when the N comes out of your mouth, the present moment's over before the owl comes out. And the thing is, it's so immediate, so fast. You can't grasp what's happening in the present moment. There's no possible way. The way your brain works is it's always trying to conceive of things in time. And that's slow. That's slower than the present moment really is. Well, let's see. been in a horrible wow. car accident? I rolled my car um, in a terrible uh, snowstorm once. Similar. I went to visit my boyfriend who worked at Hot Topic at the mall, and uh. while we were there, a big, <laughs> a big snowstorm uh, happened. Yeah, not, not him, no. <laughs> oh, he doesn't work at Hot Topic. Uh, and uh, so leaving the mall, I'm like, oh my God, this, this storm is intense, and it's already accumulated a lot in the ground. And in in, in that trip home, um, I'm with my friend, and the car spun out of control and rolled, rolled multiple times. And oh. We landed on... Did you land on your wheels? We did not land on the wheels. Uh, the driver's side, me, was up in the air. And all uh, of my CDs, which were many, were all on my friend Sean. Uh, uh, who I put the CDs! Yeah, all the so CDs. So how did you right. see it in real time? Did Nobody got hurt? Fast? It was soft. It was snow. It was just like a oh, cushiony... She like. sang it. She's saying Silent. She's telling the story. That's the story. It was soft. It was soft. <laughs> Fuck, she told the story. She said it right. It was soft. That's the weird thing. It was fucking it was soft. Snow. soft. That's it, what happened to me. It was soft. You and better you know, write that down for you. We had a penis so cupcake. You know, we had a, we had a you're telling your own story correctly. <laughs> <laughs> She's right. I remember when it happened. I'm just saying, like, reality is soft. Yeah. It's like it's soft and imperceptible. Did you and have a penis cupcake? But isn't there a moment? We had a big like, marzipan penis this big. Right in the right. front seat. Isolate. And I got to tell you, 
we got it as a joke and we had it in a cup holder in the front of the car and the car flipped and we had the accident and one of the things that's weird is all the glass in one side of the car got completely wrecked and yeah. and the car filled up with snow so we had oh. to dig ourselves out and when we did we, we dug ourselves out <laughs> dig and then, up stupid oh there's by the way there's a $1,800 of alcohol in the back of the car none of it broke it all oh. just hit wow. the ceiling and then came down without breaking bucks. how far away from the venue were you I just want to hear the cop rolling up in the scene so you got a lot of booze and a marzipan dork. Maybe what do you got planned, fellas? 17 cages of Sam Adams Actually, in the back might have flipped the car. Y'all, y'all ask who God was, and I told you God was a verb. One time in my life, God wasn't a verb. It was a person, and it was the guy who actually towed us out of that fucking well, ditch. And I will yeah. say this right now. I, I opened the back of the car, and I was like, I want to give him some champagne, but I'm thinking that it's all ruined. I opened the back of the car. All the alcohol's there fine. And I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, He's like, are. I'm driving. I don't <laughs> no, he was hey, happy. He was for, happy. Uh, picking us up. You want $1,800 worth of champagne? Boy, wouldn't it be cool if he was listening? Right now, I bet he is. Mary, isn't that the kind of thing though? Like, yeah, I flipped over. Don't you feel like this moment of like complete and utter clarity when you're the car is flipping over? Like, you know, in your mind, everything else that's happening in your life is completely your brain focuses on surviving and you're like wow this is it's a it's almost like a weird good feeling i get a sense of lost control i start freaking out because i'm not going to control the situation what i'm saying is that that when you're you don't have to worry about all the i get shit you did i get what you're saying when you're going 80 when you're going 75 miles an hour i'll Uh, 75 now it's just i'm not a cop whatever it was (laughs) but whatever it was i I was like 80 75 i I didn't know it was happening i all i knew is that suddenly i was covered in snow and then we dug ourselves out and just like just like melissa was saying there's cds everywhere out outside (laughs) my wallets outside my cell phones i had cassette tapes in your car, in your crash, Mary, didn't you flip like a Yugo in I La- Latvia? Flip. I don't yeah. want to contradict our guests, but D- it wasn't D-O soft. Sabbath it it wasn't soft. It was hard because I was on an autobahn with no snow and going ninety. And when we flipped, we just kind of rolled, slid on the roof, and it was like fire and sparks and glass. This is what and happened out the in my driveway back two days ago. Wheels and was able to be driven. Oh, that's good. And we drove it to the rent a car place and demanded a. Well, you know, sure, there's a couple scratches, but I think. You're you're like this Mustang doesn't work. I don't know. What's we drove. It. We drove. You go. In our case, we we drove. We drove our car down the hill. All the glass was gone in one side. I couldn't drive. My buddy was driving all the way down. We got down to the hill and we started unloading all that fucking booze and all the snowshoes and all the bullshit in the back. And guess what we found in the back? A, cru- a crushed marzipan penis. penis. <laughs> that thing, like a tornado transported cow, moved all the way through the entire length of the SUV all the way to the back and got crushed under all the booze. <laughs> and we didn't know it. And it was the funniest thing. It was like you looked at the crushed penis, and it was like the image of what you didn't know was happening. Wow. That penis Very gave strange. its life to you save You ever consider poetry? Yes, I think you'd be good yeah. at it. You got no way with words, my Mars friend. Marzipan is disgusting, by the what way. Like, don't we have a better <laughs> answer to this? I wouldn't know because we didn't eat that shit. I, I think feel the same way about penis. <laughs> so, Alex, speaking what of is Marzipan? It's like Speaking a of penis. It's like a play- edible Play-Doh. No, edible Play-Doh. I'm so stupid. I don't know what marzipan is. I've heard of a million times. It's made of, made of almonds. Made of almonds. Does Taco Bell have that? Hey, Alex. Speaking of car accidents, how do you get into music? <laughs> yes, and that is such a perfect question. <laughs> what a segue! The king of segways. Uh, here's the deal. Thanks for John. Here's the deal. That shit is just. I, I am now learning from my son. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. It's with you or it isn't. And then if it isn't with you, right. you gain it. 
and that's cool. And mm-hmm. I, and most of the really good musicians I know gained it. But like, if it's with you, yeah, then you're just trying He's to shake one and it. a half, right? So you know, it's like you're trying to shake it off. Can yeah. you play some music for us tonight, Alex? Yeah, I'll play some. Yeah, sure. Uh, are we gonna have a live performance? For is, is this real? Is this happening? Is that okay, Alex? You oh, listen, if I could get DMC to rap with me, I could get Alex to play the banjo. Man, listen, True. I told Mario at the Mets game before DMC was coming. I'm like, listen, you're not rapping with Run DMC. It's, All right, it's not. It's not happening. And then and 20 minutes he later, goes, he looked down. And he's like. Okay, and I, at that moment, I knew Mario, that he was going to do it no matter what I did. Mario, did you actually freestyle? We did. We, he couldn't do the one I wrote for him because he didn't have his glasses. The but one I wrote. For him. He had a script. He scripted it. But then, uh, but then uh, he was. I knew he knew Double Trouble because he was doing the second verse of KK Rockwell. Yes, that worked out way better. Yeah. So like DMC, you I your cut parts into that first red. verse. With oh, him. Yeah, uh, the minute I cut into the first line, I knew he knew it because it's hard to teach somebody, but he knew it. Jeez, course, it's hard to teach. Because he's, you he's freaking DMC. DMC. The pioneer of he hip-hop. Knew it. I didn't have to teach <laughs> him. Not a rap. No, Is that what you're saying? No, no Daryl, you're not getting it. This line we say together. Right. <laughs> this, is ha- this really happened. And then, We're on the air. Like, we never yeah. rehearsed this. Oh Mary usually teaches crayons. So. <laughs> yo, yo, what's up, y'all? This I actually is taught DMC the history of rap as one of my classes. And, uh, Did you really? Oh, my God. You, yeah, don't, you have God, no idea what you're talking about. John, right play now. it. I want to hear it. I'm looking. I'm looking. At it. Yeah, I, I can't you know, and I'm going along like an ass. Yo, we're going to get black crosses. We're going to take off our hats. Oh, you no. see the cover and all. Yeah, yeah. Put the army suits on. Motherfuckers are like this. Is. <laughs> but they cut in front because the record was so deaf. Yeah. So that's what happened. It wasn't no God shit. The God shit was I'm the God on the mic, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to the marriage. That was so. great. It's really, oh my God! Everything he said was poetry, dude. Fucking hey, poetry. He was explaining down with the king on that I'm one. Fe- oh I'm wait, I might have found it. Right Let's now. see if this is it. Do you know? <laughs> so Mario just like randomly brings up this song and they just duet. And this turned out great. Yeah. Un- unlike your scripted. Wait, he had Lesson like highlighted DMC. Well, he always wears glasses. You've seen him from the early days. I realized at the end uh, I had it in big type. But... <laughs> Are you saying it's DMC's fault that he wasn't wearing glasses and not the bit's right. fault that you wrote? And those yeah. famous glasses are actually reading glasses. I told you it was going to turn out hard. Was and he's like, no, 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 you got to start here. Well, anyway, anyway this is good. This went a little bit. About two cool brothers that was put on hold. They tried to hold us back for fortune and fame. They tried to destroy the crew and they killed the name. They tried to step on the ego, walk on our pride. But two cool brothers standing side by the side. Through thick and thin, from beginning to end. This battle we lost, but the world will win. Double trouble is in the house of cake and rock. All my dreams have fucking come true. Every single one of my dreams come true tonight. That's it. We know that together. This is the best day of my life. (laughs) That turned out well. Here's Tommy. Oh, yeah. Real quick. All right. Y'all asking me to follow that shit? I mean, no. Uh, what we have to do? No, we, you're yeah, doing a great job. You don't have a band show. What is it called? What do you? What, all right, that, what that, is that the instrument? I do. I do want to for for the one half of a listener who is listening right now. You know, I have to say, why don't you kiss I, my I don't ass. Play, I don't up. play the banjo. No, I'm not saying that person. I'm saying the one who knows Man. what instruments I play. I bought insurance I don't for nothing. Play the banjo. I do play banjo sometimes, but the instrument that I play on on the cartoons. Wait, they're not cartoons. They're commercials. Oh, wait, those are the same things. Yeah. So I. I, I, I play the mandolin. The mandolin. Wow. Just, the, the, man, the mandolin is tuned traditionally like a guitar. No, like a violin, my friend. Oh, mandolin's violin. violin fifths. Wait, quick question. What was it like being the best man at T.J. Miller's wedding? 
Oh, well, there were, I mean, the, it was just like the way that he and I grew up together. It was complete. You grew up with that guy? Oh, yeah. We, it was complete. Another what happened that guy? We had, uh, what's his name? Martin Starr on, but that was before all the shit went down. Oh, man. No. I didn't even know the story. And I don't want you to, in a way, I don't want to put you on the spot. In a way, spot, I want to say TJ is in, uh, he is in complete command of his organism right now, and I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you know, it's listen. I root for anybody who straightens it out. You know what I'm saying? Straighten this out. No, I'm serious. <laughs> like you know. No man. Get, like you this, get your life guy, right. This whatever. guy. This guy. I really don't know the story. Anyway, we were we were we were uh, uh, neck okay. and neck at the age of six. So it's really? just it has not. What you go, guys go to then. like? Kids, we went to kindergarten. We went kids to kin- we went to kindergarten together. Yes, that no is no kidding. That wow. is not a lie. Yes, indeed. Interesting. You still talk to? Him? Oh my god, I was texting with him uh, twenty minutes ago. He yeah. told him to call into the show. Has he ever heard you play mandolin? Uh, too many times. It's boring. <laughs> well, anyway, we're talking to Alex Harvey and uh, Alex. Uh, would you mind gracing us with a little, uh, music? By the way, is that okay? I'll do. I'll do some. You sure? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's I don't want to overstep my bounds here. Do you want, do you want Mario to sing? No, uh, I'll no. be accompanying please him ever, on the... Um, please, everyone, be quiet. Sousaphone. You know, it's funny, too. We've had play, people play music on the show, and somehow it sounds amazing. I don't know how, but it turns out okay. We'll see. Do you hear that? <laughs> wow. All right. You're good.
I picked a couple things out there. Little Rogers and Hammersteins. Oh, Somewhere over the rainbow at the end there? Yeah. Something. That some, was special. Some kind of Man. nonsense Man. came out of that. you grow up as a guitar player? That old box. <laughs> that, uh, that old <laughs> tale from the sea. Twas, yeah, tale from the sea. Yeah. Careful, I'm a sea shanty man. So. Are you? Are you a fisherman? No, I'm literally a sea shanty man. I oh, yeah? sing sea shanties, so okay. I'm not going to do one of those in here because I'll break the walls down. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. But on I'll my, see you then at the dock. On my music cruise, well, I actually do curate a... Which uh, I've gone on, and it's amazing. Yeah, you know all about yes. it. Yeah. So we did do sea shanties this week. And it just, oh, uh, you went on one of those Jake... Cruises? No, he does. He does his own. No, actually, you were do, telling me on the break. What are you in the, talking about? In the about? Hudson Valley, he's got yeah. a cruise that he does. No, it I was, do. And Wednesday night, he had one, and it was perfect weather that night. Well, wait a second. Get what on you get, this you, before you, it's too late. You go on a boat and you listen to. Uh, no, tell the just, tell the audience what you do. Oh yeah, well I curate uh, musicians. Uh, all I curate musicians. I call up all my friends and I tell them to come <laughs> up and play on a boat. And uh, it sails out of Peekskill, and uh, a bunch of people sit on there, and they drink a whole lot, and they, they listen to the music, and they look at the uh, either the sun setting or they look at the lightning uh, crashing over the hills. When the sun sets, when the boat sings. <laughs> when the boat sings. It's true. When the boat sings. That's what happens. You do this cool. on a weekly basis? Ryan, invite me to this. I want to go on the boat. Oh, it's you're, you're, you're fucking there, man. It's your yeah. boat. How often does this launch? Every Wednesday. The joke was because Hump Day was the most famous commercial that we did and actually won the... Com- right, uh, with the, the contest cow. this year. The, no, not the cow, brother. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think she's right there. I think she's uh, she's, she's, she's sitting right there above us. The camel, the camel, right there. Uh, and actually, oh, you're in those camel commercials too. Huh? I'm the man. Yeah. Well, the guy who voices <laughs> the guy who voices the camels actually. Joe Camel? <laughs> no, is my best friend Christopher Sullivan. He plays really? Toby on This Is Us. Y'all probably know him, oh, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and Sully and I have worked together many times. He's in Walden, and, um, and he's and, the voice wow. of the Camel. He's the voice. Hey, Mike, Mike, Mike. He's whatever. he's Mike, 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 and I'm the mandolin player at the end. So it's a very strange thing that we were in that commercial together, locked in. Uh, How long does it take futurity? to shoot one Geico commercial? It takes about half a day. That's it? <laughs> really? It takes half a day and uh, yeah. about $500,000. How long does it take to write the joke? 30 seconds? <laughs> Oh, dude, I I can't disparage those guys. Those no, guys, no, those guys are so good, man. Like I don't know how they write those jokes. I mean, it probably actually, to be jokes. honest, it probably takes about as long to write those jokes as it does to, for me to be in that car crash. I really, mean, it's present moment shit. It's man. Off the like, cuff, it's just it's it's that's a home run. It's half just a day of shooting. So Go ahead, fast. Melissa. What's the catering like on a Geico commercial? Craft <laughs> <laughs> mm. services, dude. I the catering. It's I, all camel sandwich. Uh, you know what, Melissa asked the question, so I got to be honest. The last time I had serious gastroenteritis <laughs> was on the Witch in a Broom factory. Welcome to my world. Only supposed to eat the first hump. The second one's poison. Nah, I didn't know that. <laughs> you should let me stand in for you when it comes to eating. Stand, he's a stand-in eater. After the shooting, they beat the camel to death with a bat and they serve it up. Hey, you guys, just don't eat those fucking M and M's at Crafty, man. I just don't eat those M and M's. There was there was a uh, recap commercial this year where they brought back all the characters. Why did they call you up and you said go fuck off? I'm too busy or 
Why no, they, they called us. I can't up. imagine they didn't call you. And they called us. They called us all, and they said, "Hey, we're going to run all these commercials, and and the camel is is one of them, and we're doing a, we're doing a contest. <laughs> we're doing a contest for the best this is a phone call, or email. best Geico commercial of all time. And they didn't call me up. They called the agent up. Right. And the agent calls me and says, "Hey, how about you? How about you have another windfall this year?" I was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay. Yeah, you got a kid? Do you think in college?" I was like, "No problem. I'm writing five twenty nine. I'm writing a new screenplay." So suddenly I'm getting paid, you know, quite a bit of money every week to write a screenplay, you know, in Perfect. a way that I never expected. Do you think so that, that um, cool. um, I feel like, uh, and I'm not slamming uh, the people at the government employees insurance company, <laughs> when, I, when I say that, is, I think, you know, the, the, the simpler the joke is, the easier it is for the public to digest, the TV-watching public. You mean the idiots? That, no, that's not what I said. I, you know... It, there's no, you know, there's nuance. Maybe not the is not the way to go. The consumers of popular culture. Hey, it's a hey, camera. Hey, let me throw this at you. And I, I, I don't. I, now I'm glad there aren't too many people listening because I'm going to say something here. So, so here's the thing. Like, I, I really agree with what you just said. And what's kind of interesting and weird about it is that, like, they brought back all the greatest Geico commercials. And I was watching a lot of them because, you know, they're all on YouTube and they're all on, like, I'm getting on YouTube to watch some weird death thing and suddenly my stupid ass commercials, you know, spitting in my face. And I will say this. For those of the audience who don't know, it's uh, Alex and another guy, uh, if you saw the, uh, you know, the mandolin and uh, banjo guys standing on a stage. stage. Yeah, we're supposed to be the Smothers Brothers. It's it's sort of weak. But here's the thing. So, like, I'm watching the the Keiko Camel commercial, and it's fine. The really the best part of it is my friend Sully, and and the and the reaction people are having to the Camel. Right. We are terrible. And, and but then I then I see then I see the uh, the the caveman commercial that they showed, which I don't know if anybody remembers, but sure. it's, it's the one where the caveman is on is is in an airport and he's traveling oh, somewhere. That's yeah. fucking funny. And. He's on a he's on a conveyor he's on a, he's on one of those uh, yeah what are they called you know the, I don't even think he speaks he's, yeah, just, he's, he's on a moving just, walkway he's on a moving walkway it's it's a beautiful shot it's a still shot people are coming by they're coming by it's, it's a fixed camera and he comes by and, and and what you see in the background is a very disparaging advertisement about cavemen right and the caveman comes he's given an okay sign with his hand yeah and then but, he comes walking back to see the advertisement and he's so offended by the racist discrimination yes. of this of this advertisement right. right I looked at that and I was like that's actually deeply funny like it was it was it was Brilliant. so good and here's so, what makes me it, mad I'm just gonna say it out loud on the radio what our commercial like? one the, the camel one the camel one the best and you got mad because you thought the other one was way more subversive it was so much better like oh, it was, it was like, so it, much better I don't think he says anything it's like this like he doesn't say nothing it's light just, music playing in the airport just, he's on the you remember he's and on he's the just, people mover he, he just shakes his thing. head he shakes, he shakes his head in shame and disgust he's got his luggage he checks his ticket to make sure everything's okay and he's shame and disgust he looks at it and he says I can't believe that the world has become right. that insensitive. The, the one, the one, uh, the head, beautiful, the head gesture so he makes beautiful. to somebody. Like, can it's you believe so this? It's so stunning. That was a good it's one. so stunning. <laughs> and, and I look at this shit and I'm like, here's the problem with America right now. Like, the problem with America is that that commercial didn't win. 
Like it should have been that commercial, right. but instead it was like, hey, it's hump day. Yeah, but... People wanted hump day, and right. I'm like, I, I hate to say it, hump day's brilliant. It's great, but it's totally, and I'm going to say the word, it's average. And 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 when you see the nuance of the fucking comedy of those fucking guys, uh, of that guy, the, of that the guy, the face looking, on the caveman. When oh my sees, god, he's so when, brilliant. Where is that? Guy? The, Who is that guy? I don't know, but the, I know they tried the to make face of TV disgust. Shows, suck, that Martin Scorsese should put the guy in a movie. Dude, he was well, so it's good. The LCD, the lowest. Common denominator. It really is. So, what did you win for uh, getting the best? You know what? I won nothing except for the fact that it had been playing for a couple months, and that was more than I ever expected to win in 2019. Are you going to revisit the uh, role? Am I going to revisit? You know what? If they call you. Do you have have an idea? Live from the Broads exclusive. Uh, That's all we got to do is come up with an idea and then make it. I have a podcast. I I have no original ideas. I still think the best guy cook commercial was uh, the kid with the go-kart racing. Oh, yeah. That was the best kid. That was good. I don't remember that. Mario, I have a gift for you. Oh, it's presents Melissa for me? It is. How come everyone brings Mario's shit? They're sharing ah, microphone. They're I knew this would kill you. <laughs> it just it just came over me, but uh, on the flight here yesterday, I was listening to the DMC interview. Yes, yes. And you were talking about how you just retired. <laughs> I did retire. And I thought that was First week. really cool. Thank you. And so wow. I'm like, I, you know, what can I give this guy? And then um, I thought maybe like a cap and gown. Wow. You know, speaking to you is enough gift as it is. So oh, close uh, look at you, old charm. Wow, she's putting a. There's a tassel no somewhere, way. but this is a. Professor Mario. This is my. Yeah. Melissa shows up with a cap. A mortarboard. Okay. Oh, so this, this is my friend. Uh, it's from my friend Sarah, who just got her second master's. And, and so she didn't is, need a second cap and gown, basically. And she's a school teacher. Wow. This is her second year as I'm a school sorry, teacher. It's not as complicated she's as just the Geico joke. She's just starting. Barry looks like he's got a, like a vinyl record on his well, head. What, yeah. I like, what I want to see is him put his earphones on with... Where's okay, my yeah, gown, man? I don't know if you guys... Are, for the audience, Melissa Spalding... Is my gown involved? Where's the gown? Gave uh, uh, the whole Mario outfit. a cap. It's in the car. Oh, Relax right. with the gown. I'll give you a gown. I get a robe upstairs. Mario looks really funny right now. Excellent. Very sweet. Very nice. They call me the professor. I always feel like an wow. idiot when people Thank bring you, things like Run DMC gave me stuff. I feel smarter. Yeah, I should, maybe I should have baked a cake for like DMC or something. <laughs> we gave him a barrage gift bag, actually. <laughs> What's next on the agenda? Tommy, produce the show. Oh, for we got. You, you know what time it is? It's time for the news. Uh, all right, Tommy, stop producing the show. Wait, wait, wait. I, know, I thought we were going to talk a little bit about your trip to the medieval times. Uh, how did that go, Tommy? <laughs> oh, did I tell you guys I went to medieval times? Did I tell you that? The is Renaissance. That you, is that how you broke your arm? Yeah, actually, no. I, it's, I just injured it from working upstate, but um, from the what? TRN what world, happened to your arm? New York City. I, it's like a recurring thing from like using it too much. You know? uh, using your arm too much. Yeah. You're swinging got, your arm. In I a got the tassel. Way. The tassel's well, coming on. Tommy, what you have to do is go to like one of those sports uh, guys because you have yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like a carpal tunnel syndrome or something. Carpal, yeah. carpal. tunnel. I want to rock. <laughs> no, I, it was Leah's birthday last weekend, and uh, to, to celebrate her birthday, she, uh, we took her to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pat. I don't know why I had your mic. I had gold here. You got my mic potted. Sorry, Pat. Dare <laughs> you? I didn't mean what to. What you been here for? <laughs> Two laughs a fucking show. <laughs> no, to celebrate her birthday, we, we went to uh, Tuxedo, New York, to celebrate, uh, oh. and we went to uh, Medieval Times. Uh, no, actually, not Medieval Times. So so we Renaissance, Fair. Renaissance, Renaissance Fair. That's Renaissance it. Yeah, Renaissance Fair. Fair yeah. yeah. Have you ever been? No, no, but that we get the fucking advertisements because we live right, near right enough there, to yes. tuxedo Medieval. to go. I gotta say, man, this place is like a throwback in time. Man. You and think? 
It's kind of the point, right? Do you eat a turkey like a yes. vegan turkey leg? Did you stay for the orgy? They had they had a lot of partying going on. I'll tell you that the turkey legs were like eleven bucks a pop, not bad. And then <laughs> and then they had like a lot of a, eleven dollars for yeah, a turkey leg. Yeah. How much for the entire turkey? They had like a lot of yield gift shops everywhere. You know. Yeah, like but- then right. you go out back, Tommy, and there's a bunch of turkeys on crutches. It's pretty depressing. That's <laughs> the end of Game of Thrones. There were there was there was a lot of performances, and at, at the we did are shot. you telling me at the, <laughs> at the yeah <laughs> at the Renaissance Fair there's old timey shit turkeys and performances. <laughs> yes, I want to know what the crowd looks like. Like who's at this? First thing? of all, it's, Tommy a, it's a total mix of like goths. And like uh, like like tinkerers, you guys know these kind of like steampunk tinkerers, you know. But then a lot of like throwback, like old timey people, a lot of old timey people there, like dressed up. That's tinkler. Really? That's tinkler. What did you wear, Tommy? Not tinker. I just pretty much wear what I'm wearing right now. But Tell me you didn't put on those flip flops. No. <laughs> I'm wearing those right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I'm horrified. I think I'll let you into medieval times with flip flops. <laughs> What's that place we used to go to with the uh, with the jousting and, and they ha- we the saw hall? we saw a joust happen medieval there. Medieval time. Medieval times, right? <laughs> medieval. I went with John and Ryan, and we brought the kids medieval one time. Time. Remember? You guys would love it. Medieval time. Yeah, it sucked. No. They give you a Pepsi and a turkey leg. I want to kill myself. No, no, no. It was good. I'm looking I had at the drink black night. You had the white smoke. night. I won. Yeah, whatever. I give a fuck. No, the big event was like a big joust. I'm at in the Jersey. End. Yeah, how's it go? Terrible. John's in Jersey, not gambling. I'm in Jersey. I'm not gambling. I got like a Pepsi and a turkey leg. I give a fuck. I give a fuck. What about the tomato soup that you have to eat with your hands? Oh, great! Yeah, I spilled it on the uh, you know, the next guy over Frankie's no, head. They, they had they had jousting on horses. Actually, so my family's yeah, that's, name. You know, that's what they do at traditional medieval times, yeah, they Tommy. Do. They have actual competitions, and they they. So who won? What happened? Who well, won? They actual divi- competition. They divided the two into two teams. They put like on all the horse. fans on one side on a horse, and the other fans like. Yeah, we go to medieval right, times. Exactly. It's like five feet, and the horse is like so sad. I know. And they're beating it. No, it's not five feet. It. That's a full forty yards. If it isn't more. Stupid. Yeah. The, horse, the horse doesn't know. It's, the horse doesn't know it's scripted. You know. <laughs> I, th- I thought that meat meat tasted a little gamey. <laughs> it definitely was a little scripted, but they had like, these thirty foot long poles. My, my, my turkey leg had a, a yellow uh, ribbon over it. I had a horse. Number leg. five. Did you? You ate a horse? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no but they, they charge at each other with these long poles, and then like they they have to like knock right, the shield off. Jousting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't in Tuxedo, New York. That was in France. You, you, know, you couldn't believe it. It was in it was in uh, Sweetwater, New York. We bought like a flower garland for Leah's hair. It was really nice. Oh, you know. Picture that. What are you, like five? <laughs> it was like they had like an old ATM, like an old-timey an old, ATM. Uh, the old-timey oh, oh, ATM. You, you it only your, costed you, three pence. You put your head in the stockade. You did yes, the traditional did, head in the stockade Head picture. in the stockade, my wench. Yeah, I don't yeah. carry cash, only brass. <laughs> you know, and I exchange it for goods and services. We disparage it. We disparage it. It's all right. Easy target. I want to put this down. I want to put this down in stone. Go ahead. Defend me. Somebody carving stone on this podcast because this is going down in stone. (laughs) John's lost a lot of podcasts. I I got my hammer carved in stone. Here it goes. Here it goes. Eighty percent of the pleasure you experience Mm -hmm. from shit in your life, whatever it is, is basically the same as medieval time. Okay, and this is what I mean. What I mean is nostalgia is the thing that is driving. 80% 80% of our experience and then we have 20% of shit that's actually new right. and that's scary at first and then it's really crazy and then eventually it's nostalgic again yeah, listen, go I'm going to rather listen to a, a Polvo album I'm not going there again well dude go go watch a punk band go watch a real punk band now 
And when you go and you, and you and people start fucking mosh, they whatever the fuck they do, I it's understand. all it's all reenactment. It's all reenactment of yeah. something that happened once that was real then that's and that's was, just yeah. pleasurable now. Mm-hmm. And Don't. it's like that's that's totally cool, man. We got to be a little bit yeah. more soft with the fact that half, or not, not half, way more than uh, five, uh, four tenths, uh, four fifths of the shit we like. It's actually we're just being nostalgic about that. We're shit, living, man. you know, it's like, like the Mets. Yeah, why don't you go get a horse? I'm going to go see Jethro Tull tomorrow. He's he's kind of renaissance yeah. But Jethro Tull's so a band. It's nostalgia after Ian Anderson. This is true. <laughs> now, now, see, I disagree with you. I think I think that there are some people in the audience who will be excited about whatever, but like. Eighty percent of that experience is going to be remembering. Of course, you go there. There's people. I went to medieval times like twice. I don't remember a fucking thing that happened. Well, I, this sucked. I say that we get the entire <laughs> cast of the barrage to go to Tuxedo, New York, to experience the Renaissance Fair on October. And do the 6th. podcast from the Renaissance. Listen, I'm Fair. not too cool for school, but you catch me at medieval times again. Shoot me in the fucking head. Guys. I tried different. to take a picture of John with sailors this weekend, <laughs> and he just totally happened, Jack. put his head down oh, like somebody got we're shot. We're at the Mets game. Mar- it's Fleet Week, right? <laughs> Dude, just just I said the go- first. First 15,000 fans oh, go to fucking uh, Navy. To, the, he goes, come over here, take a picture with us. Like, I want to take a picture with the 18-year-old Navy guys. These guys are <laughs> cannon fodder in, in, on the beaches of Normandy. I told them to be kids. careful. Yeah, it's a big deal for me. Well, the thing is, I didn't want a picture Fuck of you. I wanted Fudd. Fudd was dressed in white. He looked like an admiral. And I wanted these two young sailors on one on each side of him. And the next thing I know, everybody's in the picture. And they dragged you into it. You look like you just lost your puppy. No, those kids were leaving. <laughs> because... Uh, <yeah. laughs> Dude, I went to the second to last Paul Simon concert. You know, the, the one that happened in Madison Square Garden before they did the one over here. Wait a minute, he's dead? There's no more? No, he... he How was that nap? It was just like his... Exactly. But but, but let me say this. It was a great... Well, it was a great that's lesson. That's water under the bridge. It was it? a great lesson in medieval times because everybody Shut in the audience up. is just loving the shit out of all the stuff they know. Sure. And then he gets up there and he brings up the string quartet and they do this crazy ass shit and it's totally not what anybody knows about Paul Simon. The fucking Madison Square Garden's silent. That's that 20% of shit well, where they're like, that's, that's not... Wait, I don't feel nostalgic about that. I don't give a shit about that. Why are you doing that to me right now? I'm you not know? shitting on anyone's enjoyment of... of Maybe. Goofy shit, but not I even mean, goofy. Just it's just, it's just stuff that happened me. another time that you recognize. That's yeah. all. Well, I, Paul I, Simon's a piece of shit who stole the songs from Los Lobos, so he can go fuck himself. Uh, ah, he's a good Queens boy. A good Queens alone. boy. Come he on. stole songs from Los Lobos. You're, you're just jealous that you're not Paul Simon. You, you think you know the Raquel. story? He stole songs from Martin Garfunkel. Is the real truth there? He they, he made music. He did what he hey, knew how to do. Listen, you listen to me. He got influenced by others. He went into the studio with Los Lobos. Los Lobos wrote, like, all these songs. And he's just like, all right, we don't need you anymore, Los Lobos. And he came out and just put an album out with their songs on it. That's fucked up. Los Lobos <laughs> kicks ass. I love the wolf. Kiss my so ass. that's one thing he did. What about all the other Fuck songs Queens. he wrote? Fuck Queens. Fuck him, too. Fuck Queens? What? No. <laughs> well, listen, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little guilty about this like whole Jethro Tull thing, though. Yeah, right. I have to tell you. What right. are we doing? I, I had purchased tickets to Build-A-Bear at the Mets, and they All switched right. What's it going on in the news? from one to seven, and I was supposed to take my daughter, and now I have Tommy to... Tommy lo- Rockstar's Bullshit. Jethro Tull. I feel really As bad. opposed to when you tell the truth to your children. <laughs> oh, Here's Tommy Rockstar with the news. Late-breaking nationwide news, news coverage. Tommy. Turn on your TV. Now, to listen it's, to it's my show. I can host it. He's, he's not shit. Talk. Listen to Live from the Barrage every hey, uh, Friday at 8 p.m. on right, Livestream.com. It's Tommy Rockstar's News. Every week, uh, Tommy comes <laughs> with the news for us. And, uh, what's in the news, Tommy? Lots in the news, fellas. Yeah. 
Total bullshit with Pat Walsh. <laughs> Sorry. That's an old one. Total bullshit with Pat That's Walsh. I know. I was going to say, that's from five years ago. A uh, New Jersey man. And World News Headquarters. In a New Jersey. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. A New Jersey. Oh, come on the news for two seconds. Go ahead, Tom. A New Jersey man. Could I just. Do you mind if I. Jesus fucking Christ. Go ahead, Tommy. What's in the news? A New Jersey man has been charged with criminal mischief after police say that he drove around President Donald Trump's New Jersey golf course doing donuts on the ground. What year is it? Criminal mischief? That's criminal. Richard McEwen, age 26, is accused of driving his... Who? Richard McEwen? Well, I just want to hear what kind of car it is. Uh, driving his uh, 1998 Ford Compact car... Ooh, nice. ...onto the green at Trump National Sedan Golf Course. suicide doors. <laughs> In Bedminster, New Jersey, on two separate dates, causing more than $17,000 of damage in Somerset mm. County. I did it twice. I don't know. You've named every <laughs> county in New Jersey. <laughs> An employee of the course initially spotted the Ford uh, on September 3rd after hearing a loud music coming out of it. Does anyone know what's going on right now? Yeah, the guy played, did donuts on Donald Trump's golf course. Oh, okay. Did donuts? Yeah, he did donuts. Dumb it down for me a little. I'm not listening. <laughs> 20 bucks says he was playing Metallica. Oh, he did Hi. When you spin your wheels and damage the grass. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. The vehicle was seen uh, driving in circles on top of the 11th hole. Circles. Last Sunday, police returned to the scene when a witness reported seeing a blue Ford Compact car. take a car. week off. Let's go back and look at the donuts again with the magnifying lid. Mm. We're doing more circles around the 13th hole. Yeah, by then people had gathered like it was a... Looks like there's more circles. Yeah, they're, using, they're using it for the cover of the new Zeppelin yeah. compilation. There's one cop in a car. They make 150 grand driving around chasing a squirrel. Police identified McEwen's Ford Focus uh, <laughs> and arrested him in Milford, New Jersey, without incident. <laughs> Look it up on the Commodore 64. I heard that he was stalking somebody else previously to that. Was that true, Tommy? It doesn't say here, but it says that a Trump... <laughs> well, he was involved in something two weeks prior where he went to like Britney Spears' house and left his shoes at the door because he... And the cop asked him, why did you take your shoes off? He goes, when I go to a guest That's home... That's the last I time I shoes. hand wow. out acid to everyone on the show. <laughs> I'm tripping, man. Wow. I'm a Mario. professor. You did research on the news. Well, I'm like, Tom I, heard, I read the story. I was interested in this. Well, here it says uh, a spokesman for the Trump Good organization you. Said, you. said in a statement that uh, the man will be quote prosecuted to the Isn't fullest the extent of the law. For the Trump organization. All right, I was going to say my, fav Trump. my, my yeah. favorite word in that whole entire sentence was the word organization. Yeah, it's hardly organized. I just I just love it. We're doing news from the past that somebody's stalking <laughs> Britney Spears. It's I believe news it's Taylor from Swift. the past with that. Justin Timberlake and Britney yes, Spears. Of Taylor Swift. Is there anything different than Britney Spears and a Renaissance Festival? This is what I'm trying to say I see to what, you. I see what you're saying. The, the nostalgia. She is a Renaissance, Renaissance Festival. Courtney Love. This story is out of Times Square. <clears throat> hey. A man dressed as Elmo was arrested for groping a girl in Times Square this weekend. Oh. Wait, I have a... God, you have a drop for that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have Elmo laughing right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's from my Police say that around... <laughs> Everyone loves the Andy Animal... Elmo doll. I love him. You poke it, you poke the belly. Police say around 6.45 p.m. Tickle me, animal. Police say that around 6.45 p.m. sorry, everyone. Uh, near Broadway and 46th Street. to my guess. A group approached the costume character for a photograph. Yeah, these people in the Times Square dress up like a dirty-ass animal. Right. Doll. 
Spider Man. They, they grope young women. Yeah, well, they, they have like a knife and they're like, "Give me money." Apparently, it's the Incredible Hulk. You got to watch out for the most. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah, the, the guy that dressed up like the Hulk is the worst out of all. Of There's them. literally that you meme of two Spider Mans pointing each other. Incredible. Incredible. While they posed for a photo, Elmo allegedly took the opportunity to grope the girl's buttocks. Mm. Buttocks. Yeah. Elmo. Oh. <laughs> Botox or buttocks? Buttocks. Okay. Uh, you know, I I would think that people dressing up in these costumes would know. Not to grab. Uh, no. The girl reportedly let others know, and then uh, told Elmo uh, the uh, who goes by his real name is on. Well, oh, she was dressed like Big Bird. She was asking for it. His name is Andre Pachenko, no. uh, age fifty-four, and was arrested for forcibly mm-hmm. touching her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tim Tompkins, the president of Times <laughs> wow. Square Alliance. So, so the whole thing about the, news, the whole thing about the news thing is that like they hear you, but they don't get to see you reading it because <laughs> seeing you reading it is yes. the real. Thing. Yes, this is what it's all That's about. That's painful. That is truly what it's about. <laughs> uh, Times Square, Tim Tompkins. <laughs> Tough guy. Tim Tompkins, the tough guy in Times Square, told T- TRNN that his group was... You quote, spoke to this man? Yes. Tracking a growing number of complaints about having uh, Elmo touch people without consent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the police are doing what they can, but uh, we think that there's a need for some additional regulations, and uh, the city council will be working on that. Shouldn't there be one... One what? Complaint. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's been multiple complaints. Like, okay. Why didn't we get it one? They just keep Elmo yeah. in like a two by two cage. Right, and, and he has mm-hmm. bad yeah, breath exactly. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you could shoot him with those bing bag bullets. This is me walking through Times Square. You ever see that uh, a scene in an airplane where the uh, yeah it just punches people down the <laughs> runway? I kick everyone's ass. Get the fuck out of my way. Back Elmo. in back in 2013, uh, there was another incident where Super, where Super Mario groped a woman. I did not. <laughs> El- and Elmo was ranting anti-Semitic things, and Spider-Man, more? Spider-Man punched a woman in the face. <laughs> I'm beginning to think these people might be unemployable. But they gave them a little little squares to stand in. They can no longer just roam willy-nilly around no, the square. No, believe me, they're roaming around. Stay in your square. Did I ever tell you that it's not unusual but to be touched by someone? It's you know, it, oh my god! Well, I, I got something to say about this. Well, to be touched. We got Ryan. I got I got something to say about this too. Spider Man's giving Queens a bad name. If, if two guys, you, they challenge each other for for characters, and if two guys show up dressed as right. like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they they start fighting, and then whoever <laughs> yeah. loses doesn't show up in that costume anymore. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. It's, it's like jousting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, you can actually like. Listen, keep I'm walking like, through Times Square. Everyone's in my way. If fucking Spider-Man gets, I kick that guy right in the fucking head. You can eat tomato Get soup. Get the fuck out of my way, you Spider-Man. Eat, you can eat Give tomato soup with your hands and watch yeah. this whole thing happen. <laughs> like, yeah, like the cops turn up to lock up the guy for grouping somebody, <laughs> and they're like, "No, you don't understand, man. They have their own rules." Yeah, but right. not the Donald Trump <laughs> cry. Spider-Man's supposed gonna, to show up when they're the gonna cops fight aren't out. around. Uh. And now, these are apparently another incident where the cookie monster attacked a kid. Delicious. <laughs> Get a cookie. <laughs> the apparent extremely publicized rise of Times Square characters tangling with the law led the city to creating a designated activity zone. I told you. Where the characters plus the tour bus ticket sellers. Well, there's a, there's a question of like free speech and, uh, you know. They have zones now. They stay in their area. Yeah. yeah. They call it the don't go there zone. It's like the Austrians <laughs> of Times Square. They put all these poor costume characters. <laughs> if you can't climb a building, fuck out of my way. Speaking of New York, 
Uh, police are some dignity, goddamn it! Like a regular homeless person, I give you money. <laughs> what cigarettes? I give a fuck. Don't dress like Spider Man. Jump, jump at me! I'll kick your ass. Police are investigating after a man's body was sling this. Police are investigating after a man's body was found rolled up in a carpet in Manhattan sidewalk with his feet sticking out. Did you see the footage of them moving it? <gasps> no, did you see? Yeah, that? It's, yeah they had they him are, up in a shopping yep. cart. Yeah, they got him in really? a shopping cart. Really? Yeah. Room. Oh my got him god! Like Is that the fetish guy? No, I, know, I stepped on that guy once. So I worked at a club. <laughs> I know that dude. Yeah. I worked at a club in the Lower East Side for a long time, right. and there was fetish night once a month. Right, just and by chance. Sure, it's the creepiest yeah, shit ever. And I, I worked that night, so that was I was there and um, bartending. And there was a guy that would show up every week, rolled in a carpet, and he would position himself underneath the bar to get as much traction as possible. He wanted people to stand on him. He wanted people to stand what? and jump like on the rolled carpet. He was like a cannoli? Yes. Mm. <laughs> he was I still very know. polite. He was very sweet. Wait, there's he, a guy who... Pat, we stood in the same guy, right? In yeah. Willisburg, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. At the bar, right? Yeah. Tell me the, right on him. It's the carpet guy. He's mm. been there's doing it for years. rolled up in a carpet like yes. a dead yeah. body? Exactly. You'd go into a bar in Williamsburg and you'd step on like a, a roll of carpet and you'd be like, oh shit, am I stepping on something? And then you'd look and there's a person sticking out of it. And I'd stand there. And he wants it. And nobody blocks my fucking access to the bar. Exactly. And then you ask the bartender, what the fuck is this? And they're like, hey, he pays to be here or whatever. He doesn't pay. He just wants people to step on him. Right. Oh, wow. he, he's a very nice like guy. He's very thing? sweet. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. It's yep. a fetish. It's Every a weird thing. Every single voice is a hand on the piano right now. So this is just intense. <laughs> so the shit. The assets. It gets worse in. and worse. As this is some serious syncopation here. A Starbucks worker first spotted the body outside. I often dream about rolling Starbucks, yes. rolling Tommy up in a carpet, <laughs> and <laughs> rolling him down the hill at his upstate house. <laughs> I thought the bar was pretty bold, but now he's doing it at Starbucks. Yeah, it was yeah. a Starbucks worker. <laughs> <Yeah. now. laughs> he switched looking, to an AM thing. He's branching out. He's, he's looking like, for yeah. a new crowd. Yeah. A Starbucks worker first spotted the body outside the location of 145th and uh, Douglas uh, Frederick Douglas Boulevard in Harlem around 6 a.m. Thursday. Mm. The employee rushed out the building next door and alerted the doorman who called 911. The doorman. He said, "Quote: I was on my way back Skip to the s- middleman. Oh, the doorman. I sure don't. I saw the guy in the carpet. There. I got him in a carpet. Now look, come here. Call the doorman." I was on my way back to school and was coming up the block when I saw the cops and ambulances. Said witness. Who uh, are you quoting? Billy Skipper. <laughs> Uh, it was crazy. I I know Starbucks workers, and and I just didn't believe you have a this GED? could happen. Uh, yes, I have a GD. Yes, yes. Uh, authorities said the man identified as 27 year old Anthony Lewis Anthony was fully clothed and made uh, have had wounds on his head before uh, the incident. He so he didn't start rolled up in a rug. Right. Exactly. Alex Harvey I, and Melissa, I apologize for segments. Okay. Uh, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> the victim was carrying identification, was not carrying identification with him, and was wearing a great I'm sweatpants and T-shirt. I'm rug. When you see my ID, yeah. I can't it's move. It's one of the first things. That's my of. worst nightmare: being like rolled up where I can't move. <laughs> I would go nuts. Like I know. If my, anything stuck. I'm like not that claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. <laughs> But Jesus Christ! If my like, your arms are tied down Dude, next to you, when, oh. when I'm working like oh. in like a tight space, like a base yeah. cabinet or something oh. like that, my arms can't. Like I find oh. myself freaking out. Sucks. Total freak out mode. Mm. I'm in. The uh, the victim was wearing gray sweatpants and a t-shirt. And I get out of that oh, rug. Shit, that's Bill. <laughs> I get out of the rug. It's hats off the Larry. And the body was wrapped Killing in a everybody. plastic bag inside the carpet. Oh. It appears it was left there, and the medical examiner determined the cause of death was death. <laughs> 
Uh, a red shopping cart. The cause of death was death. That's yeah. what it says That's here. That's a motor, my favorite motorhead song. <laughs> death by misadventure. That was on the Basketball Diary soundtrack. Death by death! <laughs> the red shopping cart located nearby is of interest, as investigators said it was used to carry the body up the hill to the location where it was dumped. Thank God it's red. Sources tell TNN that the surveillance video shows two people pushing the, that shopping cart. That's a cart. motivated dumping when you're going uphill. Yeah, dude. Something's going on there. Uh, but the police say the investigation. Usually they go downhill towards Listen, water. This camera's everywhere. Just kill everybody where they stand and call it a day and try your best. Motivated dumping. Motivated <laughs> dumping. I'm seeing that. Death by death. I saw them at CBGB's. Melissa's in town this week to see motivated dumping in the Mercury Lab. <laughs> uh, police say it's an ongoing investigation, though, guys. Well, they're investigating. Let's see. Uh, for a victim. Apparently, the internet porn business is booming. <laughs> The once, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Wait, this porn on the internet? Yes, yes. there was tough My times there in 08. By God, the once taboo industry continued to creep in the mainstream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was it taboo in 1968? <laughs> <laughs> by seeking to uh, broach another barrier, this time the site. Broach, broach, broach. Broach. We going to prom? This time their sites what? are set on a big American uh, sports pastime. What sites? Is it the porn industry as a whole? Well, you see what happened was American <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> God bless. It's getting conversational. American <laughs> Airlines announced Thursday that it was not going to renew its naming rights deal with the Miami Heat home airlines Ford arena. Hub. Right. They're going to call it the Bang Brothers That's arena. That's right. Thank That's you for taking real. my story. Sorry. Uh, Is which, that for real? Yes, yeah. it's true. They put a $10 million bit. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Bang Brothers literally put a 10 million dollar bid on the Miami Most people think it's rights. a coffee company anyway. Well, it's better than like, you know, <laughs> some shaving company arena that went away. Dollar Shave years. Club. Yeah. Harry and Stephen. Uh, the Miami-based porn production I'm company. I'm thinking we're the bars that just in my head. It's for real. We should, <laughs> yeah. we should, we should bid on one of those. What? Yeah. What's the Patreon looking at? Like, we have $10 million? We have $10 million? To do Live the Rods are in. Tote bags. <laughs> Sell some tote bags. I'm thinking we could sponsor, like, you know, the Long Island Ducks or something. <laughs> the Ducks. We probably could, actually. The Westchester Solar Bears. <laughs> the Miami-based porn... We probably get naming rights to Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> the Miami-based porn production company was quick to announce after the American Airlines news uh, that it wants to be on the naming rights and submitted a $10 million bid to lay claim to the home of the Heat. Right. Let me get this straight. These are the guys who have a bus, and they have sex with women on the Yes, bus. yes. Uh, I'm just making sure. Um, is this for real? Well, isn't porn free? Like people pay for this? Does it? No, it's a, there's a chance that this will never happen. Of course, in actuality, <laughs> you think this does not add up, <laughs> and only it becomes a publicity. Well, son, stuff. it's your first basketball game, and uh, <laughs> just like your grandfather, I'd like to take you to the Bang Brothers Arena. While the NBA might be the most progressive league in American sports, the Heat surely aren't going to promote family ticket packages to invite parents and children out to a wholesome evening at, at the quote BBC. Well, we'll see. Uh, nor would the league subject broadcast partners to open their coverage live from the Br Bang Bros Center. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Bang Bros Center. <laughs> um, Here's your starting lineup. LeBron James. Put your hands together. Dwayne Wade. Some people say it's reminiscent of... Uh, I don't know who plays there. Na, 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 John Holmes. Na, 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 <laughs> the guy Tommy met at dinner. When it was James Dean. Ron, Ron Jeremy. 
Uh, it's re- some people say it's reminiscent of the marijuana dispensaries in Denver seeking to buy the naming rights of the Broncos Mile High Stadium. <laughs> no, it's nobody not. said. <laughs> <laughs> While the idea of weed embracing cities may have uh, Mile High football stadiums named from marijuana companies. Hi, this is Ron Jeremy. You're listening to live from the Barrage. Um. They just say it's for a good laugh. That's really right. He had a, he had a harmonica. With <laughs> Ron Jeremy said, yeah, he, he carries a harmonica. That guy's full of surprises. He, picked, he picked it out of his pocket. You want to see your 12-foot dick? No. Uh, how about a little harmonica? I've been practicing on the side. But don't expect to see this uh, happening anytime soon. As the company is eager to spend its $10 million on it, it probably won't happen. Yeah, I don't think uh, they're going to name it the Bank Brothers. And I, you know, I'm not a... Really good at prediction. Right. But I would say uh, that probably won't happen. Well, here it says, according to one porn star that we interviewed at TRN. Uh, hi, this is Ron Jeremy. They told us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Did news. You get that? That's uh, the news. Did you get that? Yes, hi, it this is. is Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I've, been, I, I've, met, I, I've run into Ron Jeremy like 20 times. So I was in L.A. and I went I to the. I saw Ron Jeremy at a Chavez show. Like, he, oh, yeah. like, oh, he likes Chavez. Like, what the fuck? I was in L.A. and I went to the Rainbow and he was just walking around. So I went up to. Hi, him. this is Ron Jeremy. That kind of makes sense, though. And asked him for a station ID yeah. and that's what he said. So. He loves Sonic Youth and that's the news. That's the news, buddy. I'm sorry, Tommy. I ruined the news. Yeah, alcohol. These things happen. From the TRNN World News. I've been Head. drunk since. I feel like that one I was strangely is, silent is, is, uh, is deliberate, uh, you know, subterfuge. You. Well, it's funny you say that, Matt right. Sweeney, but Trump <laughs> talks about <laughs> So, if I may add to the news. Please. Yes. So, so here's another news story, and, 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 and this is Tommy Rockstar's news. David Line, Chicago. All right. What else? Ryan, you have a game for us? Yeah, I got a game. You All right. Let's do it. Mayor's on my shit list for walking out on the news, so. Wait a minute. I was making drinks and showing the guests where the bathroom was. Yeah, like, fuck Look, off. I've been strangely silent. I'm the Enjoy ambassador pass, of the barrage, my friend. All right. Enjoy <laughs> that free pass, ass wife. <laughs> hey, Ryan. You have right? A game Am I right, Alex? I got uh, a game you. For you are correct. Thank you, sir. Thanks for playing. Un- <laughs> <laughs> Let's go while we're young. That means it's over? Every week, Ryan comes up with a game for us, and, and now... now from a barrage in Queens, New York. We have no it's idea time to play the Ryan the game. The Ryan Everyone, everyone's going to play. Smart asses for the dumbasses they really I'm are. I'm sorry, Melissa. This is terrible. Here's your host, right. Ryan Collison. Let's move on with the game. Let's move yes. on with the game, Ryan. Trivia game. Uh, you have exactly half an hour. Well, one last week. And you have exactly 20 seconds. Yeah. Oh, the game is yeah. 20 seconds or less. Popular game on the show. Enjoy. I give you a question. You have to give me as many answers as you can within the span of 20 seconds. Oh, this game. Yeah. So we will start with, well, we'll start with John. John's been known to win this game. Mm -hmm. We'll go clockwise. I hate this. (laughs) I'm so anxious. I always give you the worst questions. such anxiety. I always ask you like, who's on the 75 Jets and oh. things like that, right? Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Mark Bavaro. <laughs> Nose tackle. Come on, John. You can do it. You can do it. I'll do the best I can. All right. Who wants to keep time? I, I, I got, got it. I got, got it. I got it. I got it. Who wants to keep score? Mario. Who is Kareem Mario always helps me out. John, in 20 seconds. Fuck the audience. Name as many musical instruments <laughs> you can. That are not traditionally played in a rock band. Uh, banjo. Uh, violin. F- fiddle. The flute. Uh, 
Jethro Tull, I can't give you that. Um, uh, uh, timpani. Yep. <laughs> Moody Blues, but whatever. Uh, accordion. Okay. Uh, oboe. Yes. Uh, uh, timbales. Uh, I don't know. It's time. Why do you call me time so quick? It's 20 seconds. I, I, I can't stop time. All right. How many again? I think I got, got six. six. Pretty right. good, actually. Not bad. Yeah. Good Pretty good, John. I like that you got both violin and fiddle. <laughs> you know what the difference between a violin and a fiddle is? You don't care Hello? if you drop a fiddle. How about a mandolin? Nobody gives a shit if you drop a fiddle. Oh, That's well, exact Perlman joke. I was Thank looking you. at that mandolin. It's like a four sets of two strings, isn't it? Excuse me. That's the funniest joke ever. So, uh, no one says anything? What's the difference between a violin and a fiddle? No one gives a shit if you drop a fiddle? Right. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, some of the ones you missed were the bassoon. Ooh, double reed. Oh, you have you have like <laughs> answers to all the ones you missed. It's yeah. just pretty much any instrument. Yeah. <laughs> He'll always do and that. The harp and the and the uh, the, the harpsichord. <laughs> the harpsichord. Oh, okay, those are the two Listen, you missed. Tell that to the Beatles. Some of the ones you missed. George yeah. Martin all spread right. that shit. Tommy. Up. Yes, sir. Oh, you love baseball, don't you? I love it. Oh, oh here yeah. Uh, 20 is that a grand slam? Twenty seconds. Is that a grand slam? Name as many baseball player nicknames as you can. <laughs> is this fair for you? Yes. Yeah, fair. sure. Why not? All right, ready? Uh, Spuds. Uh, That's basketball. Skippy. Uh, Hank. Uh, Give him Hank. Give him Hank. Uh, Babe. Seconds. Yeah. Uh, Raleigh. Um, no, that's a real name. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a real name. Mm-hmm. Thank Dick. you, Mario. It's a nickname. Uh, Take three extra seconds. Two. The Wiz. Um, <laughs> yeah, bro. That's Ozzy Smith. Um, no. He got it. Three. You got three, Tommy. Yeah, sorry. I got, I got, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, that's a strange ones, question. Some of the ones you missed were Lefty Gomez. There you go. <laughs> and the Big Heart. Five-figure Mordecai Brown. The Squirrel and the Postman. Thanks for playing. Oh, Whitey and the Mick. That, yeah, Whitey's good. Ozzy and the Ozzie straw. Ozzy and the straw. Uh, Melissa. Uh-oh. Name yes. Name as many card games as you can besides poker. How we did. All right. Uh, card games. Uno. Yes. Um, poker. <laughs> go on. <laughs> um, euchre. Yeah. It's a Michigan thing. It's real. Go. Um, go fish. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Uh, right. no left, card. right, center. Uh, it's That's a nice dice. game. Dice. Four. <laughs> pretty good. Four? Yeah. You missed Old Maid. Oh, Some of the ones you missed were Spit and... Speed. I should have said Speed. Asshole. <laughs> and Ding Pie. About war. You say war. War. This means war. I also would have accepted solitaire. Who's Hold on. Uh, let me put on my professor's oh, hat. Whoa. Why, Why are you screaming to the microphone? No, it's the levels are all... Fucked up. World oh, yeah, the yeah, is fucked up. Why don't you guys show up before world. eight o'clock? We'll figure it out. World distorting. All right. In twenty seconds. Wait, wait. This makes me smarter. Mario. Wait, name wait. as many. Wait. I my head on. Sports as you can, or they're not traditionally a team sport. Go. Not a team sport. Tennis. Yes. Golf. Yes. Bowling. Yes. Darts. Golf's not a sports yes. game. Tennis a game. Ski ball. Ski bots. Uh, <laughs> not a team sport. Uh, race car driving. Uh, yes, it is. It's it totally a team sport. Uh, this team's in race car driving. That's no good. Uh, three extra I disagree, seconds. John. No, you disagree. Stop. Stop. It's teams. That's individualized. Oh, there he goes. No, it's not. Pissing on my parade. I got five. You get three extra you got three. seconds. Because 
He's yelling. No, it's okay. I don't want the time. I'll take the five. I don't want the time. What the fuck is that? I will beat him like I beat him last week. You don't have five. I am the reigning champion. Race car is totally team sport. Ryan, it's your call. What do you? What's the answer? Yeah, you were drive by yourself. Okay, there you go. No, this Who, team's when, stupid. When, when Jeff, it wasn't a golfer has a caddy. Called, number one, never call me stupid. Sorry. Number Apologize. two, uh, Dale Earnhardt wins uh, no. NASCAR. There uh, are Daytona. teams. Agreed. He wins. Not well, what are some of the ones I missed? The team wins. There well, are teams. Not traditionally teams. a team sport. Wrong. Wrong. Totally wrong. We'll discuss later. You know, I, no. Yes. You there's there's no way Mario gets five. He answers like so angry. He's so angry. Race car is a team sport. John, no, 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 Junior. Golf is not a team guys, sport. So Every sport win. I said is technically not a team sport because they all have golf a team behind Golf isn't a sport. Them. If there's no defense, it's a sport. Unless there's some guy jumping in front of your golf ball, it's a game. Golf is definitely a sport. It's a game. That's all a, right. That's, that's yeah. a sport. Let's move on, on with the muscle. game. No defense, no sport. You it's develop what? muscles to work on your mechanics in order to develop. It's oh, I forgot to say professional bodybuilding. You got three, Mary. Some of the ones you missed. Ryan's call. You put yourself down for five. There's no show. I don't give a fuck what happens next week. And fencing. You really have to see somebody about this, John. There's no yeah. reason to get so angry. Yep. Alex. Because you cheat. He's not cheating. He gave answers that you don't who's, accept. Who's angry? Who's because angry? I know the answer. They're wrong. I You're not the see, judge. I want to see the angry person. He's all, all right. It's Ryan's, it's Ryan's game. What is the angry person like? An executioner. Ryan doesn't know there's teams and race cars. Sorry. Fencing. <laughs> Mary, Professional Mary, bodybuilding. You're over. Oh. You, you already said that you didn't want more. You got three. <laughs> Alex's. I believe I have five. I'm sorry, okay. John. I'll take three if it makes you happy. You're right. Alex, There's no teens in, in racing. In 20 seconds, name as many ways as you can to watch a movie. For me to get home. What? <laughs> All right. How do you Uber. answer that? How do you answer that? <laughs> Formats. Uh, anyway. Tell Go. me when I'm starting. Go. 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 In a cinema. Yes. On a On a iPhone oh. on a laptop. Yes. Strange question. Uh, on <laughs> a uh, the uh, drive on a drive-in. Yes. Um, <laughs> on a drive-in. Uh, My favorite band. Time uh, with your mother in the bathroom. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Didn't get it in, in time. How many ways to watch? Some, I don't even know what that means. Some of, some of mean, the ways you missed her. You could you could be drunk. You could be in a, on a date. Those are ways to watch movies. Like, no, what do you no, mean? No, what do you mean? Ryan and the hospice. You had it all right. Formats? On, an, on an airplane. Beta. I don't get it either. Airplane. Thank a, you. That's VCR. Good. A DVD. Uh, L- right. LED. Beta Max. Uh, laser you disc. Had laser. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. I see what you're saying. Ready? How many okay. points so did we end up with? DCP. Ryan, how many points did he end up with? Blu-ray. You got four on Four. Four. Enjoy that. That might be the strangest question you've ever asked. That was very weird. How can you watch a movie? Uh, movies I are in the bathroom with your mother. In the bathroom with I, your mother. I found out tonight that movies are a visual art form. Oh, dude. Pat, in uh, 20 seconds, Yes. name as many movie villains as you can. Go. Go. Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Vader. Yes. The Stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> More villains. I don't know. <laughs> well, what do you think there? Time. Time's up. Three yeah, points. Captain Hook. I'm sorry to say. When, when Pat started with Salmon, I figured he's good for ten. <laughs> Why don't you go with every villain? The Joker and the Penguin and everybody. Because I don't care. I don't want to get a fight with John. That's true. <laughs> I agree with whatever Pat says. Welcome back, Pat. I missed you. I missed you too, bud. 
<laughs> John, in 20 seconds, name as oh, many no, me? types oh, of hats as you can. Oh, oh God, the fedora, uh, uh, Stetson, cowboy hat, uh, a baseball cap, uh, <laughs> uh, uh Yep. Uh, let's go, uh, I've been man of many hats. I do quite well for myself. Uh, let's go with a beanie. Time. Six. Got six. Really? Well, wait, wait a minute. I like to argue that Stetson and Cowboy Hat are the same thing. Excuse me. Should be something, something's wrong with your microphone. I don't understand what it is. Some of the ones you missed were graduation cap. Oh, you think Stetson and Cowboy is the same thing? Yeah, it is the same thing. And a fez. <laughs> He's got five. I, well, I'll leave this show if he doesn't get five right now. Fez calling in, right? Fez. John, uh, Tommy. Yes, sir. In 20 seconds, name as many casino games as you can. Mm. Uh, Blackjack. Uh, roulette, uh, pie gal, uh, stud, um, fucking, uh, cra- craps, um, uh, slot machines, uh, uh, yeah, time. Six points. Well, nice take job, it. Tommy. You're also, I believe, you might be controlling this game. No, you have 11, John. You're damn right, I do, motherfucker. <laughs> Kiss my ass. Melissa? By the way, Alex, uh. Yes. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm completely here. <laughs> In the moment. With I've Alex. enjoyed standing. I, you know, I, I did shift my position. I decided I would stand. I stand. Yeah, you gotta do that sometimes. I'm I understand. I understand the standing. I, it's, I, I overstand I'll the standing. You. It's ergonomic. Yeah. Melissa? Now, is that always your position there, yeah. Tom? Yeah. Do you um, fellas know where I could score some goofballs? I'm behind the glass, as they say. Was there ever a moment when there was a fellow or a lady tending bar back there, or was mm. it always just kind of like just a barrier for people to there's, engage? Yeah, there's really no mixed drinks. There's no behind the scenes. Well, no, I tended bar at your Christmas. This guy oh, my God. It. Jesus. But there's no, there's, no ta- there's no taps back here or anything like that, you know, but it's just kind of like a Hey, let's space. get Melissa that microphone. Hey. I'm here, guys. Come on down. Listen. <laughs> 20 seconds. Give me as many. Oh, we're going through. We're keep oh, going. yeah, we're keeping going. Oh, we keep going. <laughs> yeah, this is still this is real. Oh, more. it doesn't end. <laughs> Name as many celebrity chefs as you can. Oh, God. I'm so I glad nothing. I didn't get that one. Um, Go. Okay. Uh, Emerald. Yes. Uh, Paula Dean. Yeah. Um, Ina Garden. Um, oh, my God. That's Italian. Ellen DeGeneres. Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Um, chefs? You're getting close. I don't know. You were doing good. I was. Those are chefs. One more chef. Time. Uh, some of the ones you missed were Wolfgang uh, Puck. Wolfgang Puck, yeah. Four points. Rachel Ray. I got nothing on chef. Some of the ones you missed were Justin Wilson and Martin Yan. Would you accept it, Anthony Bourdain, or no? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You had to. Ex-chef. Celebrity and chef. What about Anthony Mario Bourdain could have been right? on any of these lists. Yeah. Mario. Mario Batali. 20 seconds. Name as many seven-letter words as you can. Heaven. Yes. Wow. No. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Damn it. I don't think I can get one. Damn it is good. Uh, (laughs) This is hard. Damn it. That's hard. This is hard. Scrabble. Eight. Multiple spellings. That's hard. Uh, It's cranium. Time. 
I'll come back to you, Mary. I'll owe you a better one than that. Yeah, that's wow. Cruel. That's you just me. Cruel. I, I don't. That do I have cruel. my professor's hat? Four on? letter words would have been hard. I can't believe I didn't do well. <laughs> Enjoy that seven free pass, ass I don't even know. Because then you got to count and then guess. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's I'll brutal. come back to you, Mary. I'll give you another one. Oh, thank you. That was very fair. Cruel and unusual. Pat. <laughs> Twenty seconds. We're skipping Alex. Oh, Alex. Twenty seconds. Give me as many uh, Stanley Kubrick movies as you can. Oof. Go. Okay. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut, 2001, Barry Lyndon. Um, you would do. Uh, uh, you would do. Uh, wait, that's very distracting. <laughs> <laughs> I know, isn't it? Okay. What was it done? Yeah, time twenty seconds. I don't know. How about the shining? How about uh Yeah, I mean I would have gone on, but it was orange. very exciting. Very Sir, exciting all yeah. of the energy. Hey, are you interested in game it's shows when you're under the gun? Yep. All right, Pat. Yes. Twenty uh, seconds. How about the moon landing? Name as many three sports teams as you can that are named after something that has no legs. What? what? <laughs> you're, you're fucking on acid tonight, right? Go. Ron. Go. Wait, what? A sports team named after something that has no legs. Well, there's this, the shittiest sports team. The Flames, the yes. Jets. Jazz. Yes. Hey, shut up. Stop. Jazz no help. That Jazz has no legs. I'll the Blues. The, the Magic. Rockies. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Every time you... Mm. I'll give you more time. Go. Mm. I lost it. That's it. <laughs> Stop. That's you distracted him. Dolphins, the Steelers. Yeah, the Rangers. Steelers, four. Steelers have legs because the people who work in the steel banging. industry. Yeah, uh, no, the Dolphins. Dolphins have no legs. Sharks. I'm very competitive. Do one more round. The Hurricanes. I can't do one more round. That's it. Do I get my do-over? Let's name. Let's name the team the Hurricanes. The thing that destroys the town that we live in. All right, Mario. Stupid. Carolina floods. 20, this is your makeup question. <laughs> the uh, gotcha. Main house fires. Name as many all female bands as you can. Go. Good question. All right, Susie. Uh, oh no, the, the Slits. <laughs> the Go Go's. The Slits don't count. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, you hate Susie women. The Banshee. No, that's not all female. Susie and the Banshee. Uh, the uh, uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Mm. Nope. But her other band. I don't know. Females. Help me out, Melissa. The Runaways. The Runaways. Yeah, Joan Jett and <laughs> the Runaways. Time. Three points. Uh, Some of the ones you missed with uh, Diana Kazoo, Ross. Kazoo. Kazoo. Supremes. Oh, Diana Ronettes. Ross. The Bangles. Kazoo. The Bangles. What's that band we used to love? There's a million all-female bands. Right. He's so wrapped no, up in himself. No, the cell. point is that there's a lot of fema- female bands, but they have male males in the band. That's not the point. He wanted all-female. Right. No, yeah. he wanted all female. Right. Now you're getting it. Right, so I, I was stuck you with some bands. So have. Let's tally up the scores, you. Mario. All right. I have, uh, let's go from bottom. Seven, seven. Alex and Pat are tied with seven. Um, yeah. Melissa and Mario have eight. Bullshit. And Tommy has nine. Okay. And sad to say, the man with the axe to grind, <laughs> the champion... <laughs> I was champion once, but now I surrender my cap to you. Give him this cap. I don't deserve it. <laughs> Is there another question? Congratulations. I win? You the win. Cap, the cap, <laughs> F all you. Thank you very much. Alex Harvey. And uh, I will take the uh, mortarboard here. And uh, congratulations to me. 
<laughs> Thank you, Melissa, very much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, yes. Ryan. Thank you, Tommy Rockstar. Thank you, Pat. Does anybody Good have questions. anything to plug? Yeah, let's plug some stuff. Yeah. Alex, what do you want to plug, man? Well, I guess I should plug the movie. Yeah, I guess. Plug away, man. It's all right. To have a Budweiser running around it. Why not? Open it down here. Here's Alex Harvey. Uh, go ahead, plug. All plug right. away. Um. All right, there's Alex. Walden, <laughs> uh, Walden, what's it about? Come on. This <laughs> this motherfucking movie is coming out. Uh, it's coming out on October first. The Rockies. It's the Rockies. It stars. <laughs> wow. The Storm. No, those guys are in so much trouble. I don't even want to talk about those guys. The Jazz. Am I to blame for your lack of coherence now at the I end of the show? Of course it. you are. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's with called Walden. Walden: Life in the Woods. It's called Walden: it Life in the Woods. Comes out October first on it takes Virgin it. Film. Henry Virgin. I love going to Virgin. <laughs> oh boy. Can't remember um, Henry. Yes, it takes it takes Henry David Thoreau. It takes the book Walden and it, it fucking. Blows it out into your life. It takes it. Wow. It's looking at. It's looking at every single little detail of your life and uh, how you want to change it. I mean, we're living at the. Uh, oh, I don't want to call it the end of times, but we're living at. Um, it's not. We're living on the. Good. We're living on the threshold of extreme change for Precipice. our culture, for our society, for our species, and change comes with turbulence. What is the answer, Alex? You're a woodsman. You're out there in the. the True. What do you it's think is true. the uh, if it, you have a young son? Yeah. If like stuff goes down, do you have a plan? Like, do you want to move inland away from the water? What do you? What is? What's the plan? Do you have a go back? I'll tell you. I'll talk to you all about the plan. The plan is basically the plan is basically this, my friends, my friends, my friends. The plan is you are raising people who are energized about the fact that they are at the end and that's an exciting time to be there it's a poetic time it's a time when things are changing it's a time when you're not investing so much in your hope but when in fact you're trying to live without hope not hopeless but hope free sounds like something a doula would say oh sure but here's the deal with walden walden is a story about what it means to try to adapt your life try to change your life however you can and the turbulence that it goes through to try to change it walden is a story about what it means to let Go. Can you let you go can. with the, uh, with no anxiety, or do you worry about uh, things? No, like in fact, the ang- thank you for asking. The anxiety of letting go is the is the tension of a film or a story or a book like Walden. It's what it takes to let go. What it takes to let go is. Uh, a lot of bumps in that road, and those bumps are kind of interesting to watch, and they're kind of moving to watch, and that's actually what the movie is. The movie is a bunch of bumps in the road and moving to watch. And if you go to www.waldenthefilm.com, yeah. you can actually do a pre-order right now for an October 1st release. And the movie stars Demian Bashir, Academy Award Academy Award winner. How do you get film? Academy Award winners to, to sign on for this? Oh, because they're like, uh, what? Uh, okay, that's you, you, something nobody's ever you were an assistant before. director on Boardwalk Empire. Like, what does that entail? I was over there. I was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I learned a lot Who's over there. Who's the biggest asshole on Boardwalk Empire? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> Actually, the funniest thing was that they set a really... I know, joking aside, I, I would talk shit, but they set a pretty asshole-free environment. I don't even right. remember much of an asshole right. there. What were your duties there? So you're, you're the assistant director of a, 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 another uh, director. 
Oh, yeah. So what happens when you're doing that is you uh, stand behind them all and t- all day long and you hang out with them and you get drunk with them and you write them notes at night and they respond. How about to the guy notes? from Middle Village who played the insane <laughs> dude? I, I like Which one? Guy. The guy from Middle Village. Middle Village Larry? Middle Village Larry. No, he's like, he was, was, it, a, he was, was a nut. It? He took a piss on the beach and he got killed. Uh, was it big time? No, not Is this from time. Boardwalk? No, I don't, I, uh, <laughs> Middle Village. I already I love you know, Boardwalk. I'm yeah, curious about what we're talking about. <laughs> Middle Village. I like Middle yeah, Village. Middle Village. What's the guy's name? Is this a documentary? He played like a the big Walden jerk Walden is off. not a documentary. It's got T.J. Miller in it. It's got Chris Sullivan from This Is Us in it. It's got Lynn Cohen from uh, What's That Thing that Everybody thing. Loves. That so what's what's the storyline? Is what's the plot? What's happening? This uh, it's three people. It's, 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 well, they're bootlegging whiskey. Oh, I'll tell you the whole thing, man. It's three. Don't it's give three stories. Away, but yeah. I'll give it all away. It's three stories. <laughs> it's three stories. Alert. One story is called Solitude. One story is called Friendship, and one story is called Society. The first story is about a woman, 80 years old, in a nursing home. Everyone's forgotten about her. Nobody gives a shit about her. Played by T.J. Miller. (sighs) Right. That would be so good. I should have done that, actually. Um, And uh, her journey is to walk from her room to the side of a duck pond outside of her nursing home. That's the whole thing. She just wants to go outside. Seven hours long. Seven hours long. She's just trying to go out to sit by the duck duck pond. Then you got a story called Friendship. It's about two guys. They're uh, on a... It's like three movies in one. It is. It is. It's kind of like a Magnolia type situation. Everything's kind of bumping into each other. You know, you got these two guys... What is the end game for you? You eventually uh, become a a gigantic uh, famous director? Hell no. I don't like famous. I don't like anything to do with famous. That's not my interest. I think it's kind of boring. Wait a minute, these two guys, what happens to them? Well, the two guys are walking through the mountains, <laughs> and one of them, they're, they're, they're lovers. They're best friends. They're lovers. They're, they're, they're a couple. And, and, at the, and what happens to them is uh, one of them happens to be wild, and the other one has to be real tame. And suddenly we start to say to ourselves, gosh, I've been in a relationship like that where I'm the complete opposite of the person that I really like. Yeah. And it turns out that the guy who's really wild has done something pretty fucking crazy. And you have to deal with what he's done. He's, he's, he's challenging his partner who doesn't want to leave society. It's all about society. Well, where it's can we find me. this on October 1st? Well, you go to, well, you go to www.waldenfilm.com some film, film festivals? Well, we've been to film festivals all year, man. I'll tell you where I've been. I've been to <coughs> Denver. Hey, John, you have Skype up. Denver, North. Denver, North Carolina, Oaxaca, Vancouver, Whistler, Idaho, Chile. On and on and on. What's that? The circuit. You did the circuit. I've done the circuit with the festivals. Nice. Yes, it's been very nice. You know, a friend of ours, Valon Trub, he's like a, a, a oh. little movie maker, but oh. he's not that good. But he, he, right, he tries. It's horrible. Dude, trying is all that matters. Try, that's what matters. <laughs> Try. No, Maybe you look back at old better. movies and you're like, man, I stunk at that. I Or you feel pretty good about all it. All I see is what doesn't work in the film. However, when I'm sitting in a dark room growing old with a group of people looking in the same direction, I'm like, oh, wait, no, this isn't so bad. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. Right, good job. Melissa, how about you? What movies are you working on? <laughs> oh man! Uh, my you have anything to plug? My Instagram story movies. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> I don't know. Or Tinder can, stories. Yeah, you can follow me at Heavy Jams. 
Yeah, heavy, yeah, heavy jams on the Instagram. What is a story? What's an Instagram story? It's something. It's it's fleeting. It lasts for twenty four hours. You rec- it's fifteen seconds. And uh, story, yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Melissa's really good. Is at it, it scary? No, it's scary. It's funny. If you it's don't whatever know you want it to be. It. What about your bar? You want to plug? Yeah, that? I work at a place called Easy Bar Easy in bar. Chicago. Where Wicker Park Division in oh, Damon. It's called Easy Bar. Nice. And if somebody wants to hook you up. On Are you happy? Yeah. There? If anybody wants to set me up with anybody, that's cool. How's Tinder work? What do you do? Oh, that's a whole other episode. Well, is there a, so like, I was tindering while Tommy was doing his news, to be honest with you. <laughs> what's the, the middle village guys aren't looking so good. What's the or whatever. here, Melissa? You, 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 Listen, you I like to know bar, I'm comfortable with not knowing what's next. Right. There is no end game. It's right. only I now. Like that. It's only now? It's only right that's now. That's all it is? It's it only is. Now. I like that. What? Alex has been saying all along. I don't like end game. I don't like that word. I don't like that. Sir. I don't like that. I don't like that end game, though. Yeah, that's kind of horrible. For the record, I like the end game. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> I have peace with... Oh, my God. Yay! Say it by the bell. Who's it? Who's here? Hello, hello. What's up? <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. Hi, Eric. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Hey, Eric, you owe me like $25. <laughs> Who? Go Who ahead. Is Who is this? You gotta tell me who this is. Is this Chooch? <laughs> who who called? Listen, it's called phone etiquette. You don't call somebody and say, "Who's this?" You say, "Hello, hey, 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 my hey. name is Steve." Guess what? And state your business. What? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Go, keep going. <laughs> All right, introduce yourself. I don't know you shit. I don't know you shit. Callers Wait, am I allowed hour. to swear? I was supposed to ask that. Yes, you can. You can swear. Sweet fuck yeah, shit cock balls. Right, all right, sir. I like this man. I like this man. Who is this? Who is? Who are we talking to right now? You know who it is. I don't know. How much money do you make, man? Eric, say your name. Help me out here. Okay, but my name is Eric. I uh, I I'm I'm a friend of the barrage. I've only been there once, and uh, I was there. You were here. Thank you. Yes, the barrage. I remember Uh, that at all. I've only been there once, and uh. I was thinking about this story earlier. I uh, I was uh, uh, I was there because I, I came with uh, the members of Shellac. Uh, I was working for them on tour, and uh, all all the money that I had made for doing front of house sound for Shellac, I lost right there in the barrage to Steve <laughs> Albini, the guy who to, to my boss, the guy who paid me. Uh, you know, like it was yeah, after Shellac like uh, after. After the, the Brooklyn Bell House and all the money that he gave me to work for him, he subsequently won back from me playing poker right, right there. Well, These things happen. That was, it. <laughs> that, was your that was me. Mistake there, uh, Eric. It's good to hear from you, man. I haven't heard from you in a long time. How you doing? Yeah, you know, uh, is this John? I yes. don't even know who I'm talking to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been good, man. And I'm, I gotta say, I'm you know kind of bummed that I don't get to uh you know talk shit on your posts on facebook you know facebook, yeah, facebook. we all miss you yeah we miss yeah. john oh, listen. we miss you yes come back good move john good move good stay move. true listen. stay facebook strong sucks stay strong. me i get it but i'm at stay strong buddy. eric where are you right now where are you calling from oh i'm calling from fort collins colorado i just got Holy done with the gig and i'm going home are you still doing the sound thing Yes, indeed. 
Hey Eric, th- this is Eric the yeah, right the, band. Uh, it was a who's could do this cover is, band. Th- this uh, is the this is the guest. Um, uh, <laughs> Alex Harvey. I uh, I shot many times in. Fort Who Collins. else is here? Who else is here? Is uh, we have is, uh, is Tommy there? Yeah, man. Last time I saw you was in Colorado. Remember that earlier this year? That's right. Okay, so that's Tommy. Okay, I'm. You know, I I, I don't know. Have Alex Harvey. Have, I don't know. Uh, your friend Melissa Spalding and uh, Ryan and uh, Pat. Yes. And, hey, Eric, you ever been to Bell- you ever been to Bellevue? Belf? Bellevue, Colorado. Belf? It's about. No, I don't think Bellevue so. The hospital. It's, it's nine minutes from where you live, brother. Is that where the insane asylum is? Because uh, I've been was. there. No, no, Bellevue Can- <laughs> Bellevue Canyon, man. It's really close to where you live. Well, Alex, you said you shot in Fort Collins? Oh, yeah. I shot there. Oh, yeah. Are you living in Colorado? <laughs> yes, I live, uh, I live uh, in a, a tiny town called Blackhawk. Yeah, about an hour from Denver. I know Blackhawk well. Um, My wife yeah, and so, uh, me were uh, just uh, what, there. what are you guys talking about? We're, we're talking to our guest. What's the discussion? We're talking to our guest, Alex Harvey. He's a filmmaker. About I just death. can't believe that there's a Colorado dude here. This is crazy. I grew up there. And Wait, who's Alex? We're talking Wait, about Alex, death. Are you afraid of dying? Do you believe in God? And are... <laughs> you know, there's a two-hour time Are you asking me if I believe in God? Yeah. Yeah, Alex Harvey is a filmmaker. He's our guest. He's from. Uh, he lived in Colorado for a little while, and so uh, he was just reminiscing. Oh, right yeah, about filming. Where, the... where about? Oh no! I grew up in Colorado, man. I grew up there, and uh, boy, I know it well. I, I, I uh, what town? Well, I grew up in Denver, but I, I just shot a I shot a feature and uh, I shot a feature film in 2016 in uh, 60 yes. different locations all around the state, everywhere wow. you can think of, including uh, several several lo- several folk Collins. Yeah. It's a great. Why'd you move to Colorado? Because the fuzz was busting your balls in Chicago, smoking weed on the street. The fuzz, the fuzz, yeah, they ain't gonna bust you there. Eric, you have any plans to come back to New York anytime soon? And let me know um, this so not, I can not be here. Ah, shit balls, cocksucker. I love Twitter. Um, I, I don't have any plans now, but uh, but it doesn't mean that I might be there in two weeks because I just uh, I basically just uh, look for fairs like like Melissa, our friend Melissa, who is a globe trotting, a globe setting trotter. Right. Um, yeah, I just look, look. I just look for the good deals, and if I can get like a, a any sort of plane ticket for less than a hundred dollars, I'll be there. Right. And so, yeah, I, I might be there, but I, I don't mean, know. Listen, you have car watch you know, anytime so you, you want to come in. So you could go somewhere else. Yeah. I'm oh, thinking oh, we're going to we'll go in a different direction. Game. We got to wrap it up. Thank you, Eric. Uh, anything you want to plug? Yeah, no problem. You doing uh, sound for a nope, Bush well, or something? No, <laughs> no. What makes you? No. What makes you the, uh, a sound man that's good for shellac? Like running sound for Steve Albini, it must be a like a, a huge like you know accomplishment. No, not a. Co- it, 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 isn't it like crazy, like nerve wracking? Well, no, it was. Well, I've I've known Steve from from before. Yeah, and so I, you know, he's a cool guy, whatever. And um, it is actually the easiest gig in the world because they you know they mix themselves on stage they they have everything you know he told right, me so why are you even there the, don't use any effects like basically just i just turn everything up to the same level <laughs> and uh it's the easiest gig but it also is like the most the most prestigious gig so like the ratio between like provenance and and ease of gig is like totally out of whack right so, you, you still go on tour with them and all that stuff no, I was just filling in for uh, for my good buddy Elliot, who is uh, Elliot Dix. He was uh, 
Elliot Dix. Love uh, that guy. He's, he's, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's been there. But he works for Tortoise. That's his main gig. And this was an uh, a uh, a year where Tortoise and Shellac were uh, touring at the same time. All right. So he man. gave me the easy gig. Good yeah. to talk to you, Eric. I, I wish you good luck. Yeah, thanks for letting me crash your party. Yeah, man, anytime. Yeah. And uh, hope to see you soon. That's uh, Live from the Brush. And yeah. thank you very much, Eric. Oh, Eric, good to talk God. to you, buddy. Eric M. See you yeah. next week, Eric. All right, peace. Oh, Melissa's thank looking you. forward thank to you. seeing thanks you Thanks for next calling. Week. We have Tommy Rockstar, yeah. Ryan Carlson. Yes, uh, Mario. Why, thank you, sir. Patrick uh, and our we love you, Eric. Uh, esteemed guest, uh, Alex Harvey. We couldn't be more thankful for you to come in. Thanks and, for uh, having me. Uh, and oh, before we go, oh, I just want to say... Oh, still there. Uh, sorry, I think we lost the connection. Alex no, he wanted to say one more thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I lost it. Uh, Next I time. think he hung up. He'll be here in two weeks. Want to join Alex, us? thank you so much for yeah. joining yeah, us. I know it's, it's... You came good. early and you stayed late. You set the record for the people who can hang out with us the longest. Three hours of this. Raise your glass, easy. sir. I've never been in a room like this. Raise your glass, sir. This is very unusual. I'm Cheers. And... Alex Harvey, uh, go see him uh, in everything, music, films. and Also, really quick, I want to plug uh, the Walden. next week. We're going to have Conan Neutron on as our uh, bringing it home great. with our old friend Conan. That's going to be great. Conan will be here live in the barrage. With Where's Pat Walsh? And, and Mario, and the following night, uh, uh, Conan's band is going to be playing with Risk Reward. So oh, that, yeah. that's yeah. the 21st. Saturday, the 21st. I'm going. Are you going, Tommy? Much yes, more. I will be there. I'll be there. And the week after that, we have... Uh, We've got uh, uh, Sid from La Savvy Fav. My God. He's going to be here live He's in the studio. also the bass player. When is it going to stop? Fav. This is amazing. It's yes. never going to stop. The train's going to keep rolling and you're fired. And then I'm we so go, proud of you, boys. We go into October. We'll take it from there. But that's a, that's a great thing. And if you what like what you hear, go to uh, patreon.com slash barrage and help donate. <laughs> and listen on Spotify. And listen on Spotify. If yeah. Where's uh, Pat Walsh? He's behind you. He's Pat, behind you. Uh, I missed him. He didn't even tell us about Ireland. Hey. We'll discuss that next week. Thank All you, right. everybody. Thank you, uh, everyone. Thank yes. You. Good night. Melissa, thank you. Let's drink. How well plied. Oh, my thank God. Thank you, Brian. Wow, what a vibe. <sighs> well done. I'm tired. I got nothing to close the show with. How about the show close? Show close is a good, good one. We'll see you next week with Conan Nishon, everybody, who wrote this song. All right, so at least... I'm a honey, he the bee, the bottle, booty of my boo. I know myself, I'm from Queens, and uh, a lot of people out there listening on the on the vibes, you know we are in Brooklyn here. And, um, we're talking to Run DMC backstage here at Dance Interior before the big show. Five, three, and, uh, and I six, say, yeah, uh, Master Jay is on the mix for all the young ladies and all the chicks. Don't buy gold only it's pretty, uh, so pretty much every band coming out from rapping bands, mostly from South Bronx. Pretty much every band coming out from rapping bands, mostly. How you doing? I'm DMC in the place to be. I was building this under Curtis Blow for a while, and that's how I got started.
and mind the interruptions here. Well, when we put, well, when we came up with it's like that, that's our first record. Run wrote, you know, a certain amount of lyrics. I wrote the rest. We took the ones that we like, put it together. It's like that. That's how we became. Yeah, that's how we, That's how Run You know, often the time, uh, often times the show is tricky. It is tricky. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. Uh, uh, uh. 